What's up, Maxi? What's up? I'm looks doing like good. you have. Looks like we've had a little bit of uh, beard and mustache trimming, grooming. Yeah, actually, it was quite quite uh, long. Uh, I mean, I left the mustache quite long, but I, I hadn't um, shaved in a while. So yesterday, I actually did shave. You know what? I predict you're going to go like full asterisks on us and just have like, you know, there's long things and a long beard on her like this. And you're going to look like asterisks from Asterix and Obelix, the comics. Yeah, I kind of like like the Monopoly Man, uh, maybe Salvador Dali, you know, something like that. You know, men's grooming, so, men's uh, grooming. Like I, I do. We should have Manscaped the sponsor again. You know, now I'd actually use it. I know. Well, they they dropped us, so yeah. guys didn't buy enough Manscaped products. Guys ain't into Manscaped grooming, I guess. We so. need to find we need to find an audience with a lot of facial hair. Well, so, it's I mean, not they, for, they have, it's not really. They, yeah. It was never we, really for facial hair. It was yeah, for, it was uh, like the ball, ball hair. Yeah, you had to shave your your balls. So yeah. you know, funny ad reads about ball shaving. That's what we yeah. did her on the NNRC. Anyway, yeah. Max, um, we got we got some stuff to talk about. Uh, our guest this week is Alex Sturgeon. I actually re- recorded with him quite a while back. Uh, but uh, you know what? Before we do that, we have to drop the intro. And you know what? I ain't going to be searching for it because it's right here, right here. Welcome to the No Name RC Podcast. Get ready for some serious bench racing. But be warned, we speak our minds, express our thoughts, and sometimes things can get a little rowdy. Hate, and he just was influenced by the hate coming from the left, the hate coming from the right. And let's get back to more club racing and less of this. Hard not to be arrogant when you're always right. See what I mean? That's exactly why people call you arrogant, Max. You may not agree with everything we say, but it's definitely worth a listen. And our pick, can you stop whatever you're doing? Join your host, Letty the Great, with co-hosts and guests as they get together to chat our city. Hey, after that race that I watched this morning, I have to talk about it. Yes, 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 indeed. Nitro is the glory, but e-buggy pays the bills, and I have to say, e-truggy is gaining popularity, much to the chagrin of Max and JQ, because it's <clears throat> I am loving e-truggy, and hopefully I'll get to race one this year. Anyway, uh, I'm your host, Keenan White, a.k.a. Lefty the Great, and to my virtual left is my my good friend who, call, who has, goes by many names himself, you know. Professor of everything, the arrogant one, pisser off of nations, uh, the <laughs> of nations <laughs> of. I mean, you do piss off some people. Like uh, I'm like, uh, of, I'm like Chinggis Khan of uh, feelings. You know. Oh my gosh! There we go. Chinggis <laughs> Khan of feelings. Uh, the the ever arrogant and ever uh, person who I need to give a safe word to 
arrogant Max Mort. Arrogant Max, our safer this week will be um, pomegranate. But why always like fruits? And always like weird fruits. Yeah, because you know, you like know. exotic <clears throat> pomegranate. There is your first safe word of the week. <laughs> first safe word. Um, but welcome back, Max. It's been quite a while since we've actually sat off and chatted. I've been to Portugal. Uh, you we have a new sponsor now. too. Hot we days. do have a new sponsor. Yes, we do have a new sponsor. Thank you to Nicola and Robert for making that happen. Uh, very good to have them on board. I will be seeing Nicola next week at the Nationals. Uh, before we get into talking and all that stuff, uh, I have to say thank you to all of the NNRC squad around the world. We cannot do it without you guys. I greatly appreciate the support. I'm sure Max appreciates the support. Uh, I'm sure JQ doesn't even understand that the support is there, you know, because he's so oblivious to everything. But I'm sure if he had a soul and a heart, he would say thank you. Um, but if you wanted to hear more about JQ, we had three hours of him on Monday, which dropped on Wednesday. Uh, you can listen to that. Also, I would like to say thank you to the patrons and the YouTube members of the podcast. You guys will get early release of this podcast today uh, as we're recording on the Thursday. And if you wish to support the podcast uh, a little bit financially, you can choose to be a YouTube member or a Patreon member. And I still keep saying this, but I have to do a patron only pod. I think I'm going to sit down this week and do one this weekend. But I've done a lot of recording this weekend, so we'll talk about that. Also, I would like to say thank you to these awesome companies for their support of the podcast. Remember, showing these sponsors, these companies some love shows the podcast some love. Uh, we have uh, some coupon codes. We have affiliate links. We have links for pretty much all of these companies. If you don't see an affiliate link or coupon code, just let them know that you heard about this on the No Name RC podcast. It definitely helps us out. And I want to say thank you to these companies for their support. They are Invisible Speed, High Tech RC, Sun Pedal USA, Mayako, Welcome to Hot Race Tires. Super happy to have them on. Also, Sidewinder Fuels, Beach RC, Techno RC, Clinic RC, Ignite Design, uh, Bringing Back Gas Trucks. Shout out to Racecraft USA. Um, I think uh, tonight uh, Chase will be on the live on Wheel and Trigger with Brent tonight on, on their podcast. Shout out to House of RC, Carl RC, 36 Mood from Robert JTP from Jared Tebow, David Ronafalk, uh, Alexander Hagberg. Also, shout out to my good buddy, Danny Paz of WRCE. We do RC Media, so I'll be seeing Danny shortly. And of course, shout out to Lance uh, McDonald and, the, and all my good friends down there in Florida at the Florida RC Championship, which they had their round last week. So thank you for all that support. You can find links for all of those in the written description of this podcast and uh, help us out. If you can, uh, before we go any further, I just have some shout outs here. Obviously, we have uh, a, a, a sad shout out for Stu Trotter, who lost his fight with cancer. There's a, uh, our condolences go out to his family, Ryder, very young son, who is doing a lot of RC and his wife. There's a GoFund up for those guys to help them out. Also, uh, our new uh, co-worker, BJ Williams, who's been helping us out with these notes. You might have noticed that the notes are super extensive lately because BJ is geeking out on RC. He's recovering from knee surgery. If you can help him out with a GoFund, that would be all right. That would be exceptional. Uh, Dog Days Auctions. They've got a whole bunch of different uh, memorabilia or paraphernalia from pros. It's signed. It's put in display cases. They're having various auctions. All proceeds go to the Ronald McDonald Association, I believe. 
So, and that's going to help, well, like it's in Pittsburgh, it's going to help the, it's meant to help young kids have a place to stay, a home and all that stuff. So very good to see all of that uh, go in place. Also DDRC, the guys who do the media for the BRCA, there's a RC Visions uh, auctions going on as well. They got various different superstars from the UK. Plus they have a signed body shell. They say body shells in the UK uh, from Lewis Hamilton because he's involved with the RC Visions and all that type of stuff. And all proceeds from that go to uh, helping to get disability access at tracks throughout the UK for for racers who are in wheelchairs and whatnot. Also, I saw another um, auction. It was for a Ryan Mayfield replica. And this is for um, my buddy David Schwartz keeps me very well informed on this. Uh, this is from RC Madness, who's another long-standing, uh, long-standing, uh, established Northeast uh, RC facility. Been around for thirty-something plus years. Uh, they have a great thing going on up there. So they have. Um, uh, excuse me for a second. Uh, Tom Bishop has organized a waffle, uh, and his good friend Beef. So Beef is named Mark Corto, and he's actually a racer who uh, was involved in a hit and run he was he was the victim of a hit and run sorry uh a couple years ago which left him paralyzed so he's paralyzed yeah but uh these guys they like he has he still races rc cars and they help him out a lot but the, the auction isn't for him actually the auction is actually uh, all proceeds for this auction will go to the veteran to the veterans of who come back home paralyzed so basically they want to uh, the raffle or the waffle, whatever they say, all those proceeds will go to those veterans who come back uh, who have been paralyzed in the line of duty to help offset um, medical bills or whatever else they might need. So that I think that's a really cool thing. I'm sure that's pretty near and dear to Beef's heart. They call him Beef as a nickname. And uh, I think you guys, you can win like a, a techno e-buggy completely built. I think it's built by Ryan Mayfield. It's got his body all that stuff on it. So good thing done by Ryan Mayfield. Good thing done by Techno RC. RC's awesome, man. I, I, whenever I see things like this, it just really, really warms my heart because it, it really, even though we might bicker and, and, and complain and, you know, be competitors on, on the track, we all kind of still care, care for each other. And I think it's time I've done, a, I think when I come back, I think it's, I haven't done one for quite a while. I'm going to have to do a fundraiser. I'm going to have to find something that's crazy to eat and eat it and raise some money because it's been quite a few years since I've done that because the last one really messed me up, right? But hey, I'm feeling good right now. I think it's time. I think it's time to raise some money for a good cause. So let me know. You guys think you have a good cause? Let me know. Let me know of a challenge too. That's who I want to know. I want to hear from the viewers. What food challenge should I do to raise money for a charity or GoFund or something like that? Let me know. Uh, thank you. Thank you to all of that. I have, I did have some shout outs. I saw a bunch of birthdays, but I missed them. So I do want to say one thing though, Max, you have to say happy birthday to your RC dad, Mr. Bartholomew Bates had his birthday yesterday, May 24th. Happy birthday to you, Barry Bartholomew and happy birthday from your RC son, Max, Max Baker, Max Moore Baker. How old is, how old is he now? 52, 53, I think. I was talking to him the other day, actually. Say happy birthday to your dad, your RC dad. Happy birthday, Barry. 
I wish to talk to him again. You know, we he wa- he wants to come back on the podcast badly. Yeah, he does. He does. Um, which we're gonna have him on. It's always a good time, and Barry's on. I would say. But a uh, happy yeah. birthday if to I, Barry. Yeah, if I don't suck this summer, maybe I come to some race in America where he goes to. You know what? So many people want you to come to American race right now. So you should you should travel. It's been a while since you've been to America. Very a long while. A long while. All right, yeah. Max. Students um, just don't make very good money, you know. Right. And you also have school. <laughs> so there's another thing. Yeah. You know, school is important. School is very important. Um, you know what, Max? Before we get into our little chit chat, what, what you've been up to, um, we gotta pay some bills, good buddy. And I would like to say thank you to Race Tech Engines Clinic RC for all the support. Uh you can check them out if you want to, if you're interested in getting yourself a race tech engine or any clinic products, you can check them out at www.clinicrc.com. All right. Thank you to Tony Newland and Vicky for all their support. Check them out at clinicrc.com. Max, before we go on further, I want people to know that our guest this week is actually Alex Sturgeon. Had a great chat with this this guy. Here's another guy. He is up there in the Hobbiton Hobbyplex. He does this, the techno. Here's a guy who's like been working at this place forever. He gets it. He's very social media active. Uh, he's got a hop. They got a hobby shop. They got tracks. Um, they have one of the biggest series and pop, most popular series in the Midwest with the Techno Winter Series, uh, where Tebow, Fuller's, Seth and Dalen all go up there to fight it out. I did interview him maybe about a month ago, so some of the stuff might be dated, but with traveling and races, oops, sorry, races that have come up, kind of just had to uh, just hold off on that podcast. So it is a, a, a conversation with Alex. It was a great conversation with him. Thank you for your time, Alex. Keep up the good work. Uh, we've been dropping a lot of podcasts this week. So we had the three-hour podcast with JQ, which dropped. We went over to IBC, Philippine Masters. Of course, JQ had a rant, which I found out he was ranting about the Asian buggy challenge not having points. And then Zach messaged me and showed, that, showed me that they're working on points. So you know what, JQ? They do have points. So I told you, you maybe you should have asked before you complained. Um, also, then I recorded with... Robert Battier, Bobby, and my good buddy Sergio Suarez. We just completed the second uh, episode of NNRC Hispano, which is basically for Latin, Spanish-speaking. I mean, if you speak Portuguese, maybe you understand if if it's Italian, too, you can understand a little bit. But basically, it's for uh, racers that speak Spanish. And it's, uh, it's a pet project. I've wanted to do it for quite a while, especially after traveling around South America, meeting so many Awesome people that loves love RC just like us, but they speak Spanish, and I never really found anything for them. Of of course, I live in a in a Latin country. I I I, I my Spanish is kind of broken up. It's not my first language. I, I'm not of Latin culture or blood, but I'm very I feel very near and dear with my children being Spanish or Latin. My wife, everything. So, uh, hopefully, it takes off. Hopefully, we get the support from the Spanish speaking community. And we're looking to do maybe one a month. If it gets popular, maybe two. 
And we would be doing interviewing different personalities from within the Spanish or Latin community that have done things in RC. I think we'll have Juan Carlos Canasso on next. And check that out. That dropped today, which is Thursday. That's episode 236. Remember, that's just for Spanish-speaking people. And then, of course, we have this episode dropping uh, Friday, which will be with Alex, which is episode 237. And then I have episode 238, which is probably going to drop Tuesday or Wednesday as I'm traveling to the Nets, which is actually going to be with uh, Born a Crime, because he's coming on to talk about the world's warm-up this weekend, uh, because he's now, he almost, he got sick again, uh, but he's back to normal. And also we'll be with Mark Calandra to talk about CRC Raceway, CRC Carpet, CRC, the 12 scale manufacturer, and also the upcoming Roar e-buggy nationals that they will be holding, which I do believe is a world's qualifying year for the 2025 uh, e-buggy worlds, which will be being held at the Barcelos, Barcelos buggy arena where I just came from. Uh, so it's been a busy weekend of that. And then, of course, Tuesday, I fly out to the nationals and I'll be up there commentating and working with Live RC. I'm really pumped about that. And man, I think I'm going to be flat out from July until December like going to a race every month at least so it's it's things of things of uh what's the word i'm looking avalanched or uh snowballed rapidly from hey i'm just gonna do dnc and i'm gonna chill out for a few months to where i haven't been home for more than two weeks lately so i'm blessed it's fortunate and i appreciate it and uh i guess it's just you know i'm having fun learning a different craft and uh appreciate it and it's always good to get to these races be there and then be able to talk about them so definitely enjoying that uh max you have been busy you guys have the first round of the finnish nationals uh coming up this weekend you've been heavily involved in that you've been organizing it tell us a little bit about that please yeah um so basically the plan is to um well let me just like start over so the finnish nationals it has been quite popular we have uh, around uh, 50 people 50 to 60 people who do the series um and uh, it's quite like high level too uh jona pekka um well joseph used to do it this year he's retired so he won't do it but it's quite high level. So for this year, for those that don't know, I took the sort of, uh, I guess, chairman or some sort of uh, uh, responsible person for the series. And I've been trying to organize a way to make it more interesting to a Finnish audience. Now, luckily, we have in Finland quite a high level uh, or high functioning public TV slash online slash radio, uh, enterprise that, uh, usually likes to promote, you know, smaller projects and so on. So my plan for the year has been to collect a few people around me who are capable in producing some short, sort of like TV show about the series. Uh, so, the end goal would be to make like uh, an episode of every single race and then get that broadcasted into the national television uh, or at the very least, you know, their online service. 
So that's something I've been trying to organize. Uh, have someone who is comfortable speaking in front of the camera and good at interviewing people. Then have people who are um, skillful in camera equipment and videotaping. And then after all of that, like uh, compile it into a, compile it into an episode. And you know the difficulty, obviously, is that we don't have any money. You know, <laughs> everyone is doing it just for the love of the sport. And uh, we will see how it goes. This will be the first race. So on top of racing myself, obviously, this is what I hope to get done. Already, I've done a lot of organizing. You know, lots of like we changed a little bit the race format. We changed a lot of you know things within the series, like small things. But because here it's different to America, where in America it's someone's business to host a race or a race series, and they make their money and that's it, you know. But here it's kind of voluntary work, so mm -hmm. everything is done voluntarily, and every every single club that hosts races is a non-profit. Okay. So. So it's kind of a different thing where you kind of have to have someone with a huge amount of passion to do something. So that's kind of what I'm trying to do now is trying to get something rolling. Because the thing is, like, last year, um, the national TV came to film one of our races as part of this um, Assamvico, they call it. Like... Uh, um, Finnish championship week, you know? So there's like all types of sports there. So RC was one of the sports and they filmed our race. And there was 120,000 people watching an RC race for an hour, uh, during an hour on the TV. So 120,000. I don't think there's ever been, you know, that many live viewers at any that's RC. Good. That's quite a bit, quite a bit, quite a bit. Yeah. So... And all of the other numbers seem quite great. Like um, a few, like high, like top level, you know, Finnish uh, newspapers did uh, stories about Jorn and Pekko and uh, stuff like that. So, like last year, I kind of saw that RC could be a big thing uh, in Finland. So, that's kind of like what motivated me. And now we're trying to make it into reality. I hope it goes well. Um, it, it might it might be too difficult, but then we we settle for less. But at least I'm trying to you know make something different and something to promote RC. And like the goal is not to just film a race and post it online. The goal is to make something that some random stranger can see on TV and be like, this is cool. Like these guys racing RC cars and their storylines and stuff. Kind of like, like what RC GP tried to be, but this is just done like on a budget. Mm -hmm. um, like we don't care about live stream, none of that, you know. We just want to do a great, you know, a great show. Okay. Uh, and I, I think, understand. Yeah, I understand. Uh, uh, on the racing side of things, uh, we have Peko, who JQ is all excited about. Was Obviously, he was yeah, yeah. wrenching on his car while we was recording the other day. 
is Yuna Yona because I know both Yona and him are in the army. Are they free to come race? Well, I don't know about Yona yet. He had um well when you go to the army every six months there, there there's this thing called like um the end I don't know what you call it, like uh a big, you know, military exercise from like the whole all of Finland like takes part in it. Mm-hmm. So it's like a really big one it lasts usually like a week or two but like for some it lasts longer some it lasts less so Jona had that this week so he might not be able to make it Pekko is able to make it uh but yeah I chatted with Jona and he he said maybe but he might not be able to come but yeah yeah also he's gonna miss out on the world's warm-up too uh this weekend so yeah. we shall see. I think he'll be all right for the worlds coming up uh, her short uh, in September. So good stuff, yeah. man. I look forward to seeing how it goes. Uh, I know, I know you're going to want to battle with Pekka and I know JQ is going to want Pekka to win. And cause that's his new Padawan. I, I like Pekka. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Very super talented uh, young driver. Uh, it's okay. And um, I look forward to, I hope you get it done. You're going to be busy. You're going to be busy because you're going to be organizing, trying to get that done, and yeah. you're going to try to race. So something's going to suffer, unfortunately, when you have so much attention going to so many different things. Yeah. Uh, it's usually you're racing. Kind of, yeah. I've been kind of, you know, I'm in a good position where I think my car setup is pretty much as good as it's going to get with, mm-hmm. like, to some extent. Like, obviously, there's always room for improvement. But in these finished tracks, they're quite familiar for me. There's mm-hmm. spec tire, so no mm. need to like test tires and stuff. So for me, it's like I don't think I've changed the setup mid race like for a okay. while. <laughs> so for the, on that side, it's just about me driving well. But obviously, yeah, I'm gonna be focused on other things. And, and so on. got you, got so, you. But, All yeah, right, I, I, hope I, I have to win. You know, I I, you I, I do I do think I have good enough speed to win. Even though Pekko is there and there are like, I think it's weird because I think in every country or every area, there are like fast local drivers. There's like, there are drivers in Finland who could straight up beat Jona or me or Pekko. But when we go abroad, they probably make a quarter at the Euros, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, Maybe it's like they're like when they are in their element, like they have so much experience, they can be like really fast. So even though it's only like a few like international good drivers, like the the field is like relatively deep to, to some extent. Yeah, I, I'm pretty familiar. Like when I heard he's like, who's this guy who won? Yeah. Uh, you know, so it, it should be interesting. I look forward to uh maybe watching some of it and just talking and picking your brain about it when it's over with all right um i think that's about it uh that we we're going to talk about on that side a little catch up we're going to get into some rc news here some race results uh that we that we didn't go over last week or this week with jq so with that said, the RC News is actually brought to you by Invisible Speed. I have to reiterate that JQ has not made a new ad. So this ad, the 20%, does not apply to this at all. How, it's like in one month, it's been a year since this ad came out. <laughs> I know, I know. This is JQ, man. This is, this is Joseph. 
Thank you to Invisible Speed for the continued support. We have affiliate links in the written description of this podcast. If you wish to buy a course or book, go there, click those links, and it will help us out a little bit. Also, shout out to High Tech RC. Uh, High Tech RCD USA is celebrating their 50th year of business. Congratulations to High Tech and their, all their contributions contributions to the RC industry over the last 50 years. High Tech RC or High Tech USA has been a big supporter of the NNRC myself over the last two years. It truly has been a privilege to recommend for a company whose products I used myself 20 years ago when I was racing back home in Bermuda. They've made an excellent push to get back into racing in the last two years. It's awesome to see more racers trusting in high tech for their servo and charging needs. Thank you to High Tech for all the support. <clears throat> you can go to www.hightechrc.com where to buy to find all your places to buy some servers, their new RDX 1000 charger, which seems to be very popular. And of course, Max, you are their latest addition to the team. You're rocking your high tech gear. I think you got some of the new, new servers, which I would like to get as well. Uh, how are you liking your new high tech products? So far, so good. Like servers are that kind of thing that there really isn't that big of a like difference between the brands, you know, like in general. But mm-hmm. to be honest, like it's <laughs> like when just you when you got them in your hands, they are like sturdy, you know. Yeah, they feel like nice. I, they feel nice. yeah, they they feel like you know because RC servos they like in general they like look nice and they're sparkly, but they they always feel a little bit like toys, you know. Mm-hmm. But the high tech ones, they are like you know, <laughs> it's so it's like we like could throw one at JQ and it would hurt. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good good because that's everything like, that goes through my mind yeah so far so far so good and uh i've liked my service so far i'm still kind of testing out like what what uh, model to use where and okay. um that kind of because which service did you get um you can't remember, I can't remember can now <laughs> i i got the low profile one and then i got like the it had like 50 kilograms of Torque, uh, I think it's nine seven eight. I okay, okay. I I don't remember from on the top of my head, but all okay. of them has been fine so far. So, but yeah, I will be testing right. still, like to find like what is the absolute best of the ones. But okay. I don't know. Like servos for me is like as long as it's consistent, then it's good, and that's definitely what high tech servos. Or like awesome, they are consistent. Awesome. All right. So obviously, JQ and I really looked at the international buggy challenge that we both attended. Uh, Max, did you have any chance to watch any of the coverage? Uh, any thoughts on Juan Carlos's Canassas? Uh, great driving. Like I think um, when I look at Juan Carlos Canas right now, I look at a driver that is perfectly in tune with his package. He was just yeah. confident. He was fast. Yal Figueredo was fast. I mean, really fast. I mean, I know it's his track, but he was really good. Uh, Angaro, still Angaro-like. Maybe a little bit. Still, we got to figure out these tires a little bit to complement yeah, his package, sure. but definitely on the right track. Um, and a great race. I thought I was. Have you been? You've been. Have you been to this race before? I've been to this. No, facility? I've never, never went to the facility, but. Yeah, I, I'm I'm quite familiar talking with people who went there last year, and also like watching IBC since its first first edition. But yeah, I think 
yeah, my takeaways from the race was that Matrix tires are still like looking for stuff because I think it was quite quite obvious that Hot Race was the best best tire at this track. You know, like it already mm-hmm. was the case last year, but uh, I think still Hot Race is kind of the tire to beat in Europe right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Canas just looked like so good. I don't know. I don't know if he ran hot race here last year, but like he probably for some did. reason, like right now, he's like really on point. You know, like he okay, is. DNC, DNC went bad, but that's kind of expected. But every other race, he's been like, and the, like the the most interesting thing about it because I don't, I'm not surprised that he's fast. You know, that's kind of always the case. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he's fast and doesn't even make mistakes, you know, because usually it's been the case that he might be there at the beginning of the main and then mm-hmm. kind of fades at the end, like happened yeah. at the Euros last year and before. Right. But this right. time, right. It, he, he even came back on Ongara, you know. And I know. Ongara made the, the mistakes time. this year. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, definitely yeah. an exciting 45 minutes of racing, an exciting yeah. three e-buggy mains as well between him and Ongaro. And I think this is just, I think once Ronafalt gets up to speed and gets the testing that he needs to do, because I, I just think that right now these guys, Ongaro and and Kanas, Kanas being very comfortable with his program, Ongaro comfortable, not probably not to the level. Well, that's where David, I think, has to get to. So that's just going to come from getting out there testing testing. That's, that's, like, like that. that's like what impresses me the most, because... I see David as a driver who he he always does like to a certain level, you know? He's always there, like or thereabouts. But then he has those moments where he just like dominates, you know, Worlds mm-hmm. 2016, um, well Euros when he was still running Kyosho in 2013, The last Euros last year at this track. Yeah, the Euros last year, you know? Like, pretty much every big race he's won, you look at him and he's just like, he's doing everything perfectly, you know? Like, the car is working. And, like, even the Worlds last year, like, okay, he made those two mistakes on that uh, uh, jump to the off-camber corner. Like, had he not made those, he was in a five-second lead at the Worlds, coming from, like, what, seventh? Like, eighth? Well, he 11. started 11th, but he was like, he was at least, I think the biggest gap he had to the lead was like 15 seconds to Ongaro. And then he ended up leading by five seconds. Like, it's like, you have to be so much, like, that's that's an amazing gap to make. Like, almost mm-hmm. impossible, I'd say. So he has those moments where every, when everything's going right, he's like unbeatable, you know? Mm-hmm. But then he has those like, drops like when when things aren't exactly how he wants them to be then he like his level drops to like where even here he finished like fourth you know he's still up there but it's finished six in nitro buggy and fourth in e-buggy yeah not his best weekend robert but i think i think uh, i think david had a flame out or something in the main right yeah but even we were saying that maybe fourth would have been the best that he could have. yeah yeah but like around like fourth to sixth you know somewhere around there 
Yao was the most impressive to me. To be yeah, Yao was very fast. He was a Kyosho car. He was on Pro Line. Yes, people will say this is his track, but when you have the likes of uh, Berton, Ongaro, uh, and and these guys, Berton was fast too. Uh, it, it was very impressive for Jiao, and I just really enjoyed the race. Uh, I I look forward to hopefully seeing some Americans over there next year, or maybe some more international people, because I know they're going to push for that. And I hope this and I hope this becomes that race, or uh, that that people go to. Like you know, so we'll see, we'll see yeah. what happens with that. Uh, I know that the crew, Mister Figueroa, and all those guys are well. Like they they want that, so they're gonna push. They're gonna do what yeah, it takes to get that yeah. happen, make that happen. I think, like, there's a few things why I think this track is actually very good for the Americans. Um, the surface is very predictable. You know, you can come to the track and you know which tires work, because like, okay, maybe there aren't many J Concepts drivers, so maybe the J Concepts drivers would be the one to maybe have a little bit of a struggle. But I bet there would be a tire from then that would be optimal too. But all the hot race drivers, I don't think there's any, they, they don't know what tire works. And then like all the brands have some top driver that does really well at this track, like AE and um, S-Works. Even Mayako, like David won here last year. And with all that, I think this would be quite an easy race to come to. Obviously, the track is quite technical, you know, and that you have to learn. But I think, you know, because it's very predictable, it would be rather easy, you know. So I think this would actually be a very good race for Americans to come over to. And the facility is amazing. It's almost, and to be honest, I don't, I haven't heard that it haven't rained at this race almost. I, I, at least I don't think it ever rained, rained here. You're on mute. Uh, to get there is not very difficult. Barcelos is very beautiful. Porto was yeah. beautiful. And I, I just think, yeah, we're going to, we're going to work on that for next year. All right, Max. Um, let's move on. So, oh, real one quick. thing, one oh, thing I ahead. I forgot to say actually was, yeah, when I I had that spiel about David, you know, sometimes like out of this world, and then if not if everything's not perfect, he kind of drops to a certain level. Well, what really impresses me about Omaro is he seems to not have any other than one of the fastest guys on, like. I have I don't remember a race in Europe where Davide wasn't tiki of at least one round kind mm-hmm, of thing. You mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. like he's always one or the fastest guy. And even in America, like you know, okay, the last two times he went to DNC, he definitely struggled. But that one year he TQ'd around at DNC, you know, stuff like mm-hmm. that. And he even did well in Chogi. So like and then, like, Philippine Masters, like, okay, Robert was really fast this year, and he, he was faster than Ongaro in practice. But, like, it's kind of like you kind of you expect... You can never at these type of tracks. Yeah, it's, I don't really understand, like, is it that he's so strong mentally that he can just adjust if the car is not perfect? Uh, and the thing is, like, even tires, it, like, he's he's run AKA when everyone else is, like, running Hot Race or Sismic or whatever. 
he ran AKA. Now he runs Matrix, still on top of his game. Just dominated at uh, Montpellier. And here, finished second. You know, so, I don't, like, he is just, I don't know if it's just talent, is it preparation? What What is it that they do so well? It's like, I think, to it, me, it's I think he's just super confident, right? And I think he's super comfortable. And I think he's still... His ability to overcome, especially on these type of tracks, his ability to overcome some things that may not be perfect for everybody. Now he did make some, he did make a lot of mistakes at this race, which cost him. Uh, And I think he doesn't want to lose to Kanas or Ranafalk at any chance. You know, he was upset when it finished. You know, he punched the punches. He was probably more upset himself. And I think, he just he's super comfortable, he's super confident, he's young, he's 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 just like, yeah, and you you talk to him, his he doesn't really get flustered too much. <clears throat> and very rarely that I see yeah. him get flustered. I, think, I just think I he's think, got that yeah. ability to adapt really good. Yeah, I think he's first of all, he's like mentally really strong. That's like mm-hmm. a no-brainer. He's like I'd say he's absolutely the strongest driver mentally. Maybe Mayfield could be one, but even mm-hmm. Mayfield has those times where he gets angry, you know, less less these days. Like before, he used to have that mode where he like went nuts once in a while. But like Mayfield has that like longevity, but Ongaro has the longevity and he still like don't have any emotion, it seems, on track. So he's definitely good on that. And I, I mean, one thing that definitely helps him, in my opinion, is the way he sets up his car. It's like very specific style that he can get to work on every like track. He can he can make the car handled that way on any track because it doesn't like it doesn't work on like the normal way where you lift off and you turn. It works in a way where like the front end is super dull and the rear end mm-hmm. just floats back in there. And he somehow just knows how to control it. So, I mean, yeah, that definitely helps, but that's like, he I don't know. I guess it's just like he's driven that type of setup and that type of car for so mm-hmm. long now that he could just do it anywhere, you know? Yeah, but I think that's it. I think he's, I, you know what I think? Um, I got to hang out with him a little bit more on his dad this race. You know, we went out to dinner and his English is super good. Like he is very good. And it's like, we will do a yeah. podcast. We're, we're going to do a podcast. Don't worry. We're going to do it. I was like, but I'm busy. I was like, so we're going to aim for July. Uh, so yeah. I, 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 we're developing more of a relationship. Like, he, you know, he calls me lefty and his old man cracks a lot of jokes and, and whatnot. So yeah. I, uh, I look forward to that. I think we are in store for a lot. And then you throw in guys like Barufalo, the Killix, Boots, Skidmores, all these other type of guys as well. Uh, into the mix in also the next the couple Americans, of races. You know? I no, think, I'm just talking think, about Euro racing right now. Euro okay, racing. Okay, we're we're yeah. going to be in stock for a lot of good Euro racing uh, up until I would say the end of the year. And also another good thing is that talking to him, uh, Kanas, Robert, Ronafalk, they're all interested in coming over for the AMS race in November, mainly because it's going to be capped. It's going to have a schedule. And and they also they want to come to a race in America, and it's going to be on their roof. And I'm really pushing for them to come to that race as well because it's end yeah. of the year. 
it'd be good to have an end of the year race where the top Americans and the top Europeans come over. And I think, and I was telling them, I said, man, the Southeast people would love to see you there. They would love to see you there. They'll be asking you a bunch of questions. They'll be taking pictures with you. They'll be going nuts. And you guys will really enjoy the hospitality in the Southeast of, of, of America and enjoy the race. I agree. So I hope I'm pushing for that. I hope they come yeah. uh, because the Southeast needs to I'd see like European to guys too. Yeah. I'd really like to go to AMS because I kind of like, I, I want to go to an American race, you know, just for seeing people that I know, like I know so mm-hmm. many people I haven't seen in a long time. And then like, I think AMS is like, finally you can go to a race in America where like everything is like how, it, like how it should be in my opinion, you know? So yeah. I think I, and I wish like all Europeans go, but yeah, I would really like to attend AMS this year because also, I think, I think ahead, it's sorry. just like, yeah, everything about that race seems, seems to be going in the right direction. And uh, yeah. Besides the support for it, we need to get the people to support it so it can make some money for yeah. the promoters so they can continue to do yeah. it that way. Uh, and also, yeah. the good thing about this is that it's the weekend before the carpet championships. So some might stay and because the carpet championships is getting huge, right? If, yeah. It has a lot of European guys. So these guys are thinking of of coming over and, and doing that as well. And other news, there's a possibility that Kanas, Ongaro is definitely doing the Worlds, 10-scale Worlds. Oh, Kanas yeah. is talking about it. And Rana Falk's still on the fence. So looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. All right, we got to move on because we got a couple of other races to talk about. Uh, we ain't going to go on. The, we'll leave the 10-scale warm-ups alone because that was happened. I didn't really get to see any coverage. It, it's a warm-up. Yeah, and, and there were like, many people. They, I think Orlowski and Bruno and I think Bayer was and there. And Van Holman but, was the big surprise. No, but he's fast and okay. he's local too. Like okay. Van Helmond, I think he made the main last year too. And the thing mm-hmm. is, like, they in Netherlands they raced on Astro almost exclusively. Even H scale, mm-hmm. there is an Astro. So like, and he usually is like close to a main, even on dirt for the ten scale Euros. So now that it's an Astro, and I think he's been to this track like multiple times because okay. he lives in the Netherlands. So. But he's a really fast driver. He's made the Euros main many times. But. I would not mind going to the 10-scale the Euros in Amsterdam, by the way. Just putting that out there. Oh, it would be a yeah. fun trip. Kill two yeah. birds with one stone. Visit Amsterdam and go to a race. All right. Yeah. Um, what we, we are going to go on. So we had the Lone Star Classic, Lone Star Challenge this past weekend at um, the Thornhill RC Raceway in Hudo, Texas. Uh, I'm, I know that this is supposed to be a series like DNC, Silver State, this, and then the Visions race, right? Very unfortunate that we did not get uh, at least the top, top names, all the top names, most of the top names, no Fan, no no Mayfield, no no Rivkin, no Fullers. And I, I, I completely understand. I completely understand. It's been a busy, busy, busy year. They had Silver State. They had World War, like Nats warm-ups. They've been busy, right? And then we have the Nationals coming up, which is a, pretty much a week-long race but uh ryan lutz wins pro e-buggy pro nitro buggy and <laughs> nitro truggy i'm not really surprised at that uh little but the track looked I mean, great yeah there were six entries in pro nitro truggy <laughs> unfortunate unfortunate that this yeah. didn't get the top the top people i mean we, we always say we wanted to, well 
I mean, maybe, I don't know. I'm not trying to go on JQ's rant. I haven't seen points for this series. I don't know what's going on. So, why? There was Brandon Rose was there. Well, Brandon but Rose was, was there, sorry. But he, oh yeah, he did race buggy. Yeah. I don't know. It, to me, it looks like, but Brandon didn't race druggy. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe uh, didn't feel like it. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think the, I don't know, the, the entry count seemed uh, like, Crazy low. This unfortunately, this race does not seem to attract the top, all the top names. Well, okay, there year. was a lot of hobby. There was still three hundred entries, but I think no, it was a decent race. It was yeah, a decent race, but, but just, just in the like, top pro no, level, not yeah. so much. Yeah, like on sportsman and uh, intermediate, there was a lot of drivers. Okay, yeah. so it's okay. So I was confused by the pros, but there was actually quite a, quite a few people. But I don't yes. know why because. Thornhill is a nice venue. Beautiful. The track looks yeah. awesome. You know, and beautiful I facility. Like, I don't think it's that. I, th- I think it's much easier to fly into into Thornhill than to go into some East Coast race, right? Or am I I'm wrong? not. Sh- I'm not sure. <clears throat> I mean, it's maybe a three. I don't. I don't know that Texas is huge. I think yeah, it's just that's- so many races going on. Right, because then yeah. uh, we see that. Oh, and you had the world's warm up this weekend. This this coming up weekend is coming. Mayfield's there. That's probably oh, priority, yeah. I would yeah. say. Oh, definitely. So we we yeah, will recap the world's warm up on Monday. Me and Warner Crime for everybody to know that wants to know. Yeah, but I think I don't know. I think like the idea of a series from Joey was nice, but I don't think he's done anything to make it feel like a series. To be honest. Uh, you know what? JQ had a 10-minute rant about all of that on this on episode 235. Okay. But I, I, happen, I do agree with him on that point. Uh, there has not been any points, anything like that. Anyway, yeah. moving on, because that race didn't have, you know, unfortunately didn't have it. We had the J Concepts INS RT Spring Indoor Nationals. They were held at Adrenaline. Brock Champlin was there. I didn't realize that. He wins two-wheel drive and four-wheel drive. Uh, Talon Henley, who is the young son of Eddie Henley, who I believe are the owners of Huser Hobby Plex, which is a nice 10 scale track, takes expert 17.5. Jacob Hardison, who is who owns the facility, takes expert 13.5 four wheel drive. Uh, we had the Florida RC Championships held at Sundancers RC Raceway in Port St. Lucie, Florida. This race was sold out again and people attended, even though it was threat of rain. Uh, Julian Oliveris won pro e buggy and pro nitro buggy, uh, and Joshua Victimani. Wins Pro Truggy. Shout out to my boy Jake Lasco. I think he came uh, second or third in in intermediate nitro buggy. Mike Walker also did well in Truggy, and I think Trent finished second or third in e buggy. Uh, shout out to Julian and his family. Uh, they've become really good friends of mine. His father, his mother are very nice people. Uh, his father, every time he sees me, just comes up to me and gives me a big hug and says, "He says I'm so proud of you." In Spanish, keep doing what you're doing, and I just was like, "Thank you." Uh, so that was good for Lance and those guys. They have a they actually have a 10-scale race. Lance has a 10-scale race this weekend at Newberry. We also have the 10-scale paved raw on-road nationals. I think it's electric happening at Coral Springs this weekend as well. Sorry, we're going on to races that are happening. Uh, last weekend, we also had JBRL, which was, was packed. Ryan Pavidius won expert nitro buggy and an open e-buggy. Frankie Contreras wins Nitro Truggy. I was talking to his old man. And I think he was almost like he was going to win this, but he ran out of fuel. And I was like, oh, you run out of fuel. It's only one pit stop. He says, I don't know. So um, I was talking to his father. 
Then LCRC is fully in full swing. Was looking at that. Joey Bardon wins expert nitro buggy up there. Expert e-buggy. Well done to him. He's been putting in a lot of work. And Aaron, Andrew Kaufman, who I believe is the younger brother of Aaron Kaufman, wins nitro truggy. So right now, dude, RC on a worldwide scale is just, it is full on 100% racing ever. Even up in Canada, we was racing up there. We got racing all around Europe. We got racing all around America. South America's racing. It is good to see. It's really good to see. Lots of stuff to geek out on. Lots of stuff to geek out on. <laughs> yeah, actually, he was right. I just opened the results and Frankie was leading, but he ran out of fuel on the last lap. I know. I was like, oh, it's only one pit stop. He's like, I don't know. I don't know. I was like, come on, man. Come on. Yeah, uh, okay, and that was because, took place at the Proline pro yeah, facility, by the way. Yeah, that, that was at Proline. But actually, like, because I saw that Ryan won and Harris was second and Drake third. So I was like, okay, so what happened to Frankie? Because he won in Truggy, right? Like you yeah, said. Yeah, he won Truggy. But okay, so because I was thinking, like, like, okay, is he, how is he doing? But clearly, if he was, let's see, his uh, fastest lap. His fastest lap is half a second faster than anyone else. Oh, sorry, Ivan Moreno has a uh, quite a fast lap, but yeah, he's a uh, he comes up from Mexico. Mexico, I want to say, a race of these guys. No, I don't know if he lives in Mexico, but he's been getting really fast. Uh, he's really good in Truggy. Okay, Frankie's top 10 average is better than Pavidis's best lap. So, really? I have to, uh, yeah, I have to say that Frankie's speed is impressive right now. I think, like, all he needs to do now is to go to the East Coast and do well at one race because unfortunately think... he's not going to be at the nets why because this they have uh, a prior like they have a like a family wedding or something that okay okay well so yeah 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 that's all right but i i think like uh because right now like if we look at what's the previous one at um at the dirt you know Mm -hmm. He was he was very competitive there. He's being competitive at I think Palm Springs uh, or Palm Desert. What is it? The Drake's track. Palm days. Desert. Palm Desert. Yeah, he's been very fast there against like local people. He was fast at DNC, pretty fast. Was he at Silverstone? I can't remember. But he's been like I think like because I was a little bit hesitant on the joining kind of the Drake. Uh, Drake crew, you know, but mm -hmm. considering this, uh, I think he's doing well. I, I mean, he's yeah, he's top 10 average is better than uh, Pavidis's best lap, you know. I, so, I know we keep saying this, we just want to see him travel more, so yeah, because I happens. think, like, I think he is the most underrated of the sort of up and comers. And that's only because he races in the West Coast, you know? Like, the thing is, like, Pavidis, yeah, he made he made the Nationals A-Main. Uh, he's made A-Main at the PMB, you know? He's made A-Main at the big races, you know? So he has had some solid results. But I think, you know, Frankie, as a driver right now, is more valuable than Pavidis, you know? So uh, the only reason why... And he's also reality, much younger. 
yeah, he's much younger. So I think the only reason why Ryan has like a great deal with HB and why he gets a lot of exposure, okay, obviously his dad <laughs> helps that, but still, like, I think Frankie would be one of those guys that would be hyped up, kind of like Lil Bumpis, you know, mm -hmm. hyped up right now, if he just raced more. Uh, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Well, Pavitas and Bump are racing a lot, right? I'm not saying that Pavitas yeah. hasn't earned what he has. He has oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's not what I meant. They're at a lot of yeah. races. Uh, that's what I mean. Like, okay, one thing that Ryan does really well is he's like super consistent. You know, like he's, I think he made almost every single main last year. Whereas even like Cole doesn't make all the mains, you know? So that's kind of like one thing that makes him very valuable as a, I don't know if he's like pro, but at least like semi-pro for HB right now. But I think like Frankie has the, he has the speed to actually be like full-time pro if he so wishes. I would agree. Also talking to his pops, as he said, no more baseball for him. So maybe... Okay, We're all going to focus yeah. on RC a little bit. I, I, yeah. We just want it to happen, right? You know, so hopefully it happens. Yeah, that's the thing, like, because I, when I saw him make the main at DNC last year, I was like, wow, like, there's a new fast kid on the block, you know? Then I didn't see him at any other race last year. And then this mm -hmm. year, he joined Strake. I'm like, oh, maybe he's doing better. But I don't know. He's, I think he's like, throughout the year, every race, like he's been a little bit better so that's mm -hmm. good because this time he would have straight up like swept the uh, race you know okay. one truggy lead buggy you know all right I don't know. all right well i think that's enough about races that have happened uh we're going to talk about some upcoming races <clears throat> that we have and that is brought to you by sidewinder fuel morgan fuel has been collaborating with the many of the world's top drivers for over 35 years. This has enabled us to test our fuels in many of the most challenging situations and take the development of competition fuels to the next level. The result is Sidewinder, the market's most powerful racing fuel. This fuel is track tested and proven by national or world champions, including Ryan Cavallari, Ryan Mayfield, Greg Degani, Mark Pavitas. And right now I'd say their number one driver is Little Bump, Fai Long Win, who came second at the Silver State Racer, and many more. These drivers appreciate the Sidewinder's blended perfectly and high performance needs for com of competitive racing don't let victory slip through your fingers purchase sidewinder today you can purchase sidewinder amen revelation and if you ain't got it in your hobby shop check them out and get it there thank you to sidewinder for all their support we greatly appreciate it all right so i would say <clears throat> we have quite a lot of racing going on this weekend we have so we'll go through this first we'll talk about the 10 the pre-worlds for uh in a bit but we have Scotty Ernst's UK showdown going on at Robin Hood this weekend, 10 scale showdown. So I think that's going to have full coverage. I look forward. And Scotty is. So he's going <laughs> to. I think Scotty doesn't get jet lag. That's what he 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 must not get jet lag, right? He's he's crazy. Like he he <laughs> went to Philippines, then to Silver State. And the thing is, like, he doesn't do like a few hours a day. He does like 12 hour days. You know, know. From, more, from the first race to the last race of the day. And, and then I he was doing some on-road racing last weekend as well, like some, some yeah. personal on-road racing for himself, just racing. But he's yeah. going to be in, I believe he's going to be in England, right? And he's going to fly out of there, and then I'll probably see him Thursday at uh, the, the Nationals, right? That's yeah. a machine. So the Scotty Earns UK showdown, I believe that's going to have full coverage with the DDRC guys. Uh, it's basically going to be uh, all the top 
UK 10 scale drivers racing at Robin Hood, which is where the Euros were last year, which is a great track. I enjoy the racing at this track. It's an Astro track, but it's outside. It's over an existing dirt track. So it's got bumps and jumps and dips and all that type of stuff. So I really like that. That's going on. We have round two of the Northwest Championship Tour at the Hank Perry 240. This race has actually, uh, so, sorry, this race is coming up this weekend. The Hank Perry 240, which has been going on for over 35 years. So this is very impressive to see that. Uh, and then I would say the big, big enchilada is I see all these guys coming over. I think orlowski has been there since like Tuesday or Monday. Uh, I saw, uh, you're, yeah. uh, you know, <clears throat> not another thing I noticed. Uh, I need to get him on the podcast because he always, we always have a chat when I see him. But Jürgen yeah. from Ladenbach, from Laden, his name, Jürgen Ladenbacher, right? That's his name? Uh, Jürgen Lautenbacher. Right. I so I right. always want to say Lautenbacher because Lautenbacher used to be a fifth scale uh, yeah. chassis manufacturer. But uh, Jürgen from LRP has been traveling quite a lot as well. Right. So LRP went from we're out of business, I thought, to we're all over the world, which is good to see. No, but it's right. like, okay, I'm kind of uh, going off topic here, but it was different because LRP distribution you know that mm-hmm. was the one which went uh, bankrupt but lrp meaning lautenbach racing products mm-hmm. that didn't go uh, ah, uh okay gotcha. so the issue was that because lrp was distributing like associated tracks a lot of like they had i think uh, over 60 employees i think like 60 or really? 70 employees yeah and the issue was that because there was an economic, uh, um, the economy went down a bit and Germany has quite tight, you know, like uh, firing laws. So basically they couldn't you know, let people go fast enough where they ended up going bankrupt. But then the Lautenbach raising products as LRP, that is still, that always was fine and ongoing. But all of okay. the other like distribution side, that's what went bankrupt. And I mean, he's just, it's funny because I don't know why he does this, but he does both LRP and Nosram. Like, I don't understand why he does those two. They are exactly the same products. Like, for example, Hackberg runs Nosram and also Lee Martin. But then, like, Pekko runs LRP and some other batteries. No, but like uh, batteries and electronics. There's LRP. Okay, I didn't realize that electronics. Yeah, they have electronics and batteries, LRP and Nostrum both. Like they're exactly the same speed or exactly the same engine, exactly the same battery, but just a different badge and a different color. No idea. I don't. No I have idea. no idea why that is. I, I need to get him on her and ask him. I need to get him yeah. on her and ask him. But uh, just to just so it's it's a lot of like a few of the Europeans are going over. I think like um, Arlowski, Bayer, Coelho, Kobovic, um, Van Helmen, I think maybe there. And then Mayfield's there. there. Mayfield's there. Uh, it, it's I big. I think. Americans to be there. Yeah. I, well, I, you know, I, I know they want to win this. And I don't blame them. They need, this is what they need to do. They need to go race there as much as possible if they want to win this, right? So I don't know if Matt Olson will be there to cover it this week, and I hope he is because I would like to watch it. And uh, I think 
these guys ain't going to want to lose to each other at all. So it should be good. Yeah. This should be a good warm-up, a good pre, a good trailer to what we can expect. And then you can throw in uh, more races like Ranafal, Kofli, uh, Angaro. I was talking to Angaro. He's like, yeah, I'll just use Spencer's, Spencer's setup. I said, you worried about the clay? He's like, Meh. I'll just go I'm just yeah. there to see what I, I mean. Do. But to be honest, like Lost Worlds uh, mm. in Hoodie Arena, like Ongara just showed up like a whole year of eight scale, you know, just showed up, started driving and almost won the race. <laughs> I know. know. It's crazy. It's crazy. crazy. It's crazy. Uh, and then obviously later on, we have uh, we, the eight scale natural, which we're going to talk about uh, briefly with, with each other here shortly. We have the Visions race, which is coming up. Uh, I didn't realize it's coming up so quick. It's the 15th to yeah. 16th of June. Uh, we have the Afra e-buggy European Championships in Germany coming up the 9th to 11th. Uh, with the NX Grand Prix, which is coming up the end of Ju- uh, June. We have the Wicked Weekend coming up at the end of July, which I think I'll be at. Um, yeah, man, it, it is it is a stacked. We have Peach. It is so much racing going on from now to the end of the year. I just don't know. How we have the Euros coming up. I think that's at end of August, early like yeah, end of August first, weekend. Yeah, first week of well, last week of August, first week first week of September. September. We have the Ifmar Eight Scale E Buggy World Cup coming up in Guarda. I don't know how well that's going to be attended, unfortunately, and that because it's like Worlds. It looks like it's going to be Euros, Worlds, this race. Yeah. So it's three races in a row, and then we then we got. Uh, oh, Brent has also come up with... So, yeah, I wanted to touch on that. So, Brent and BTRC are putting on a race called the RC Program, and he told me about this, uh, I think, at PMB. And it's basically going to be in a... I think it's on the coast of the Carolinas, not sure, but it's in a it's in an arena, and it's going to be like a team event, too. So, But it's not going to be who you pick. You do... He's doing a draft. So, you have to... It isn't like about Srox is going to have a team or Mayak is going to have a team. It's going to be a mixed team. So you you have a draft of uh, pro, intermediate, and sportsman, and that's your team. Okay. And it's going to be team points. So I think that's cool. I look forward to that. I might be going to that. Not sure. Uh, I know Danny's doing the coverage and Lance is doing the RD, so I might be there. It's just so much racing going on, man. I, I'm, we're going to be talking about racing from now to December. Yeah, probably even past December. Yeah, probably because we have the twelve scale worlds coming up at the like that's the last big race, and I actually might be going to that too. So, well, where is the twelve? It's at Beachline. Oh, but is it is it the worlds? Yes, it is the twelve scale worlds. Because it used to be that twelve scale worlds and then touring car worlds were always the same year. Because they, mm-hmm. it was kind of like, but now I think during COVID they missed a Worlds, mm-hmm. uh, I think, or maybe they missed even two. But uh, yeah, I think Reinhardt won the previous one, right? We shall see. But I think this will be my first time even witnessing twelve scale run in person. Really? If I go, yeah, it's so crazy. I'm, I'm... It's like, it, like when you see a fast guy run it too, it's like just insane. Like yeah, they like. It's funny because, like, when they crash, your your eyes go like past the car. Like, oh, really? you're surprised. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, because you have to follow it, like you know, so far. Awesome. 
Awesome. All right. So it's, it's dude, it's going to be packed. And I don't see 2024 slowing down, to be honest. <clears throat> we got, oh, no. we got the eight scale world. Still no announcement on that, but <clears throat> still yeah, sounds it, like it's, it's Brazil. Yeah. I, Earth needs to hurry up. That's for sure. Yeah. It's but like, it's Ifmar, right? Yeah. Can we, we just like replace Ifmar? Like every, everyone who is somehow affiliated with Ifmar right now, like, has their name on any paper according to IFMA, just like remove all of those people and then put people in who actually want to do shit. I, I believe in all these organizations, there are still people that want to do things, but I believe there is an, and that have, look, there I don't. Needs to be like, uh, there needs to be, you know, when cops do that with the light and the good cop, bad cop, like every single IFMA member needs to be there. Like, do you want to do this for RC? You want to interrogate then, them, Max? Yeah, you're gonna interrogate like what's the intention? Are they just uh, are they just for the uh, men who arrange their resorts, or are they actually there for RC car racing? You know, well, I know one that needs to go, and that's the president. Um, but there are but some is, people. He's in- he's like technically gone, but he just isn't gone yet because the <laughs> organization is so slow. It's kind of like you know someone died and then they would still own the company like 10 years after you know oh that's gosh. kind of the situation what's going on with ifma right now like the guy is fired <laughs> and he has like no affiliation with any federation anymore but he's still the president of ifma somehow i don't know dude i don't know but there are people that have been in the involved in the organization for a long time that have great yeah knowledge. i, I still think yeah. need to be there so but yeah, we need I to bet know about these people. worlds next year that's what we need to know well, we need to know, like, what the hell is IFMA doing for RC right now? Like, Another what are question. they doing? Yeah. Like, Another if you question. go, like, I, I, I want people to Google IFMA, then go and check what <laughs> do they have on their news? Like, what, what type of news do they have? And then scroll down and they, they have, okay, this is just... Insane, okay. Let's so me... this is turned into a mini rant. This is turned into a mini rant, but I want you guys to see what is there on IFMA site. Okay. Approval slot for electric motors 2022. What the fuck is this? <laughs> like, what is this? Look at that's the like down an... below it. There, there's muffler list, and that isn't even a muffler, that's just like crossed iron wire okay and then like other pictures they have here like what what the hell is this like who's their graphics guy okay oh, here's the here's the presentation for the for the and look World they use it again <laughs> like look at the, like, just look at the website like yeah, this looks this website like this looks this like, looks like 90s yeah and it it, it it like this looks like they are a Nigerian prince who's like, hey, I would like you to help me organize RC races. You know? <laughs> like like objectives of IFMA, coordinate international races and competitions. And they even can't do that. They have four objectives and they can't do even one of those. <laughs> oh my gosh. Look, and signed look. by Jeff Parker, a guy who is not even affiliated with anything. Hey, man. Like, 
If you're still talking about radio impounds at races in 2021, which he made that speech, and then he was like, well, we don't do radio impound. Because you're just reading off a piece of paper. Time to go. Time to go. Time to go. Time to go. Definitely need to update this website. It is definitely like 1990s all over again. And I love love their Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame is like it stops at 2020. Like anything in after 2020, there isn't, you know? Like, you want to see a yeah, good Hall of Fame? For... Oh my gosh. This turned into a mini rant against Ifmar. The best Hall of Fame for off I've seen so far was at Barcelos at, at the track there. Upper yeah, that was, that was actually really cool. And it's like a physical, it's not your own line. Yeah, so good stuff there. Good stuff. All right. Um, let us go on to some more stuff here. Max, I'm just trying to fix our screens here there we go all right so we're gonna go on we're gonna talk about the nationals i don't think we have any more rants or anything to talk about at this moment so we're gonna go on to a nationals preview briefly not too long and uh look at what's going on in the upcoming eight scale raw eight scale fuel nats which happens next weekend i'll be there in attendance i'm looking forward to it i really really do enjoy national races greg Degani says he hates the nationals I completely disagree. I love them. And uh, <clears throat> this is brought to you by BTRC. Don't forget, guys, we have affiliate links in the written description of this podcast. Help us out. Go to BTRC, buy some stuff. We get a little slice of that. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you to BTRC, Brent, for all their support. Don't forget, here's the RC program race coming up here in August. BeachRC.com, the racer's one-stop online hobby shop. Choose from all the popular brands and variety in stock with super fast shipping and great customer service. BeachRC.com still has the local hobby shop feel with all the benefits of the internet. BeachRC.com is the exclusive distributor for Ultimate Racing, JQ Racing, Pro Circuit Racing Tires, Nitro Lux Fuels, and Assault RC Performance Products. So fill up your cart and check out at BeachRC.com today. Welcome and thank you to BeachRC. I was talking to Lucas. He's going to he's going to the Nationals. He's like, I'm not working. I'm just going there to film and enjoy. So I'll be looking forward to see what, pro- what content he does. Uh, and yeah, uh, Brent was telling me he's got a lot of good things in the works coming out. He check out Wheel and Trigger. As this comes out, it would have been last night. He had ch- He's going to have Chase on. They're doing a live. I think next time I go to beach, I'm going to be on wheel and trigger and have a few drinks and talk about RC. But uh, we're going to just take a quick look at the upcoming fuel nets that are going to be happening next week, starting next week, Thursday. A uh, little bit different from usual. Um, usually the tracks were allowed to have a Wednesday practice. Uh, I guess a main being the big company that they are like, no, nah, we're not going to worry about that. Uh, I do heard the rumor that this is the last race at this track. So I think this track is going away. Yeah, I heard that. Um, I, I I'm not really surprised. It's so as what? good as so, as it, good as SoCal like... racing is, as good as SoCal racing is, and booming NorCal always struggles, and the tracks are so far apart. So like this, I, I'm going to be flying into San Francisco, and it's three hours, and Chico is three hours from San Francisco. It's all from Sacramento. So I think what's happened is that the tracks and the people in NorCal are very spread out right so this track as good as it is and it looks great i will get to see it in person Uh, as good as it is 
it doesn't get the numbers, I would say, to to justify keeping it open. This is the rumor. I don't know if it's true. I'll probably know more when I get there. <clears throat> and I've also with Kendall and a lot of the A main stuff moving over to the East Coast, right? Because I think that's where Kendall lives. And uh, I mean, I went on a thank you to Drew. Oh, so is A main like relocating or? No, 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 no. They will still they have the West gonna... Coast hub. Okay. But like Kendall and everybody lives in Charlotte now. Okay. So yeah, it's I don't know. I kind of I think this venue is I in at least in my mind, it's an iconic RC venue. Mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. Like maybe not like 2013 Worlds with Tebow one and what's his name? Oh Hartson. Hartson. So I won the worlds and then just quit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was you know, like that 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 four wheel drive worlds was just so crazy. Like Mayfield, Tessman, you know, Cavalieri, mm -hmm. all of these guys fighting for the win. And then it comes down to Naoto and Stephen Hartson, starting mm -hmm. from like sixth and seventh on the grid or something insane. But yeah, I don't know. I, to be honest, it kind of um, like when they switched from that old style, like you remember those um, naps they had there at 2017? Mm -hmm. You know, that time the track was like really slippery, really large track, high speed, all of that. Now it's very different, you know, uh, lo much lower speed, uh, low mid-earth, all of that stuff. So they, it's changed quite a lot. And then I think that they have a 10 scale track for on Astro right next to it, right? I believe so. I believe so. Yeah, I haven't, I, I look forward to seeing the layout that they put in. We haven't seen anything yet, right? I mean, yeah. it's now Thursday, Next Thursday, this time we'll be racing on this track. So maybe I have I have to go check it out. Maybe we should check it out now. But um, this is, I believe, this is a world's qualifying year as well. I'm not sure. I have to check. But it should be. Yeah. This this race, I didn't sell out in 30 minutes like it has in the past, but definitely um, has sold out. Nitro buggy and Truggy, I believe. I'm not sure if there's any spots left in Truggy. I have to. I would have to ask Clayton, but. Uh, I'm, I'm why I like the nationals. So I'm into two nationals, <clears throat> one in Florida, one in at LRC, L LCRC. Sorry, uh, I, I this is the one race that we have where we race like pretty much how the rest of the world races, right? We have Ifmar Lada format for buggy. We have no classes. We have a junior final decided on the top. Like it, it basically takes the top juniors in qualifying. Uh, there's the same with the 40 plus, I believe. I think, uh, yeah, 40 plus. <clears throat> this is, I always say, this is the either heartbreaker race or know where you are really in the whole RC rankings of some sort, where you really stand against uh, other people of equal or better put uh, competition within America. So it's always good to see either you go to this race and you, you're happy you made you cracked the top 30 and you might have qualified for the worlds or you're upset that you just missed out and or you finished like 150th and realize oh i got a lot of work to do or i'm not as good as i was because you know when you run sportsman intermediate and that stuff you you are competing against people normally on the same competitive level as you but it's always that oh well i i'm only like this much slower off the times of the pros Pro class. Well, here you are. There is no pro class. There is no no other class. You're just going out there racing. 
right? Um, yeah, to me, to me, it's funny, like how, like how it is, like because this race is always sold out, you know, like every year it sells out in like mere minutes. And then, like everyone says, that people are not interested in cap entry races, and people are not interested in like IFMA format. So, I don't know. Like, is it really just the prestige of Ronats, or is it like people kind of? Well, I mean, it could be that too. But I think people do like like uh, organized, more organized racing. Let's put it that way. Well, then on the flip flop of that is the lack of entries for the enats right so true yeah so on the flip side but i guess i get yeah <laughs> i guess the issue with the enats is kind of like they don't have the same reputation you know right because i would agree with like, that the, the, maybe the with the upcoming is, worlds we see it develop. yeah yeah i think and but yeah it's it's a difficult one because like uh well for one it's always held at some venue that's not as known, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and it's always like a, a little bit difficult place. Like if, if Enats were at the dirt, like everyone would go, you know, probably, probably, but well, the Enats are about... always like somewhere kind of, and even like one time they were at this, I'd call it a 10 scale track. It was at least that's a track. S and S in Florida. Yeah. Like it's a nice track, but definitely it shouldn't be. Not for eight scale. Not for eight scale. Well, let's talk about a few things. Uh, so we have this race. We've seen some great. So this track's had some great races. We had we had a great Enats there. We've had they've had a great race called the Manufacturers Cup, which was really good there as well. This track is kind of. I think it's going to be dusty. Uh, maybe a little blown out, stuff like that. So it it kind of falls into like almost every tire can work at this track to an extent. You got to find the right tire that's going to work. We have we have a bunch of guys coming off a bad silver state, right? You know, <clears throat> a bunch of guys like Mayfield ain't going to be too happy. Fan ain't too happy with his performance at, you know, not being able to win. Uh, obviously, guys like Tebow, too, not too happy. Uh, but we see we also see guys like Little Bump and the Fullers and whatnot coming off great performances at silver state. Going into this race, Rivkin too, I think, is going to go into this race on a high as well. Maybe not the Silver State performance that he wanted, but was fast. So it's going to be very interesting to see the mentality going into this as we haven't had a race, a big eight-scale race where all these guys have been at since Silver State. And I think we're going to, and this is the Nationals, right? This is this up to the level, like people. So it's, in my opinion, in my opinion, it's like this is one of the biggest prestigious titles you can win as a, an American RC racer, right? Yeah. Tasman needs a good result. You know, Tasman needs a good result. Uh, it's a world's qualifier. So it's going to be a lot of pressure on these guys to do well. I think especially off, you know, it's going to be pressure for the guys who did well at silver state which I think it shouldn't be. Shouldn't be no pressure on a little bump. Maybe a little bit of pressure on the Fuller's. You know, maybe this is the time Fuller wins one. Like, wouldn't it be great if Fuller wins this or a little bump won this? It would be fucking awesome. Yeah, I, I do think, you know, it actually, they, they, I, I, I don't know. I kind of feel like this type of track would be one where he would do really well. 
We shall see. Mayfield's going to be out there like, I want to win. I am going in full Mayfield mode. Um, and then, you know, Rifkin's going to be looking and fans are going to be. All right, let's 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 just say, who do you think is going to be good? Who do you think is going to do well? What's your thoughts on this race coming up here next weekend, Max? Um, it's It's hard to say. Like, as I said, I think Fuller, I do think he is going to be strong. Mm-hmm. Um, then, yeah, I don't. It's hard to say because we haven't seen a big race at this race in quite some time, at this track in quite some time as well. So yeah. when we haven't seen a race where a little bump is as competitive as he is, Fuller's as competitive as he is, and all these young guys, like even Van Dalen, Pavidis, who else we can throw in there? Um, we have to throw in, you know, I, I think we're going to see some dark horses make it up in there because, you know, everybody's got to race in, right? So it isn't like... Yeah, that's, you, like, that's one thing that to me is really exciting, uh, both at the Euros but also at the World Nats, is the semis because yes. they are the obvious ones. There's like the top six, you know, like the Mayfield, Fend... Mm-hmm. I'd say Rivkin, um, most likely Mason for Fuller. Those are like the four. They probably I forgot like one or two. You're right. But but like there's around six guys. Lots. Who, like, there lots in there. We got lots. Yeah. There's been looking very impressive. Yeah. There's like those guys. You're like okay, they'll go through. You know, they can maybe even like flame out in the pits and they'll still go through. You know. Mm-hmm. But then from there on. It's like from it's like a anyone could go through. Almost. I know. That's where the like actually, the tra- I think that's where the excitement's gonna be. Yeah, that's the thing. From like back, back forward, back. Yeah, backwards. it's it's crazy because like after qualifiers, if you are like eighth or you're like twentieth, like you have almost exact the same chance to go. Through. <laughs> that's why I love yeah. this type of racing. Yeah. That's why I love it. Yeah, and so, uh, it's just like because like. Especially these days, it's like Brandon Rose and Ryan Pavides and Frankie. Con- oh, Frankie's not going. Right. Well, like Rose, Pavides. Um, well, I think Ogden will be strong at this race. So I'll expect him to go quite clearly through. And he's been, actually, to be honest, he's been very strong at. Uh, he seems uh, to show Nats. up at nationals. Nationals, he's always. Like, you remember that one year when he got DQ'd? Or 21. Right. He like was he, flying. Like flying. Yeah. And Tasman was flying too. Yeah. What happened last year? Where was it last year? It was in Arizona. Oh, and yeah. It was, it was in, in March. That, oh, yeah, yeah. It was. That's why it was weird. Yeah. It was in the beginning of the. But to be honest, like the the match should be in July or June. I don't know where they. But it's like middle of the summer. Because when it's in March, it doesn't feel like nuts. To me, at least, you know, it's kind right. of too early. It's too early in the season. I agree with you. I agree with you there. So I think TLR is going to want to get their second Nats in a row. Um, yeah, I think I think Techno is going to want to get their first Nitro Buggy National Championship of Mayfield. I mean, let's be honest. That's what they that's what they're paying them them big, big dollars for. Yeah. Um, I have a dark horse who I'm going to throw in here. Who's going to I think is going to do very well. And it's the GOAT Cavalieri. Yeah, actually, I think because 
I think the cavalry train like practices in tracks in California. Like, okay, mm-hmm. he's in SoCal, but still, like, uh, it's hard to say because we don't know what the track's gonna be like. But mm-hmm. if the track's similar to what it was at the warm up and to, like previous events they've held at this track, I think this is gonna suit Cavalry because it's at, at least from the can video. He win it's kind of, can he win it? I think he can win no. it. No, I think it's, I how know. awesome would that be? He goes out there and wins for WRC. We have him written off, done, and he goes out there. And wins is, is, is uh, raw speed uh, based in SoCal or North? No, they're based in SoCal. Yeah, so that's if if they if if Jason Snyder lived in like uh, close to Chico and tested like because it isn't raw speed like his tires. Yes, I will tell yeah. you who my my dark horse is to get in this as well and make the final. Kyle Turner. Okay, he's from I, NorCal. I, I, so I he's from I, NorCal. He's from NorCal. He runs X-ray. He's always on the cusp, like B mains at these races. He was at uh, RCGP. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. think he's gonna. I think he's gonna do really well at this track at this race. But there, there's there's always like um, who was that kid in twenty one mechanic or something? I think. I think it was mechanic who made maybe the yeah yeah he was very fast very fast local yeah like, but yeah but there, there's always like a one or two like surprises at the nuts you know someone who mm-hmm. isn't that known like maybe he they are from an area that is like like he, maybe they don't go to race time events or mm-hmm. they maybe go to DMC but then make the B or something so there's always like one one or two drivers like that to surprise in the semis but. Dude, yeah, it's, I think these nuts uh, are going to be really hard to predict. For one reason is that we don't really know what the track's going to be like, and another reason is going to be that Mayfield isn't as strong as he was before. Like, okay, he's strong, no doubt, but it's not like after Silver State and PMB, you don't know what to expect from him, you know. But last year, after he's won every race he attended. Like, yeah, obviously he's going to win the Nats, you know. But, uh, yeah, I think Fend is going to be – Fend has – to be honest, Fend has – like, there hasn't been a race this year where, where I was like, Fend didn't look good, you know. Yeah, like, yeah would... Silver State was his off race, but I kind of predicted that, like, because it's not, not his race. Yeah, but he didn't lose he that race because that... of driving. He lost that race yeah. because of fuel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like he was leading coming into the first pitch, and he definitely had good enough speed that if he had a clean first pit, he would have probably won or at least been like in the podium. You know, like Marco mm-hmm. was fast, but uh, Fend was fast as well. Just had a had a kind of bad luck with the fuel. You know. You know what, man? You know what? It's hard not to pick Fend. My heart wants to pick Fuller, and. I think that Tebow has a great comeback race. That's what I think too. I think, well, it depends if it's, I don't think he wins. I don't think Tebow, I think he, if everything aligns, I think Tebow can win, right? It could be his last, because it's also that if Mar stuff, right? So you get lots of track time, lots of race. That's the thing. That's what benefits Tebow a lot. Yeah. I think what is challenging for Jared is the fact that, uh, because the car is still new to him, he doesn't really know 
like from from what I've talked with the people, he doesn't really have a clear like image like what he wants from the car mm-hmm. because he he hasn't driven a style of car that Mayako is for like okay, it's close to Hyosho, but it's not the same, you know. Mm-hmm. Like for David, HP and Mayako, they are quite similar. There isn't massive differences in the way that they handle. You know, they have you know similar rear ends, they have a Seahawk front end. Whereas Techno was very different front end, very different concept to Mayako. And even Kyosho, like a lot of offset in the rear. So a very different car for Tebow. He doesn't have a reference like, for example, David has. Mm-hmm. And even for Robert, like uh, he has the high kingpin inclination, which is similar to Mugen he's run. So mm-hmm. with Jared, there isn't anything like he's used to. So that's why I think when he goes to Silver State, or DNC, or even like the East Coast races, you have three runs of qualifying on a very changing track, and then you go straight into a main. And then you also, you don't run just your Nitro Buggy, you run E-Buggy, Nitro Buggy, you run Truggy. And then like, it's like, it gets fussy. I know the feeling myself, like when when I'm not familiar with the car, and then I don't get enough track time, it's just so difficult to get it to tune. So I think, Actually, like this might be one of the races where Tibor does well. I, I'm very confident hot race tires work well here mm-hmm. because, like, the only thing where I think he would struggle is if it's like very like uh, wet surface, so like mm-hmm. the surface is slimy, because then it's gonna be like um, slippery. And I know for a fact that that's what he's been struggling with. You know, mm-hmm. like. When, when it's like really slippery and kind of slimy and the car is sliding right. and it's bumpy, like that's where I've heard him have struggles with. Okay. But if it's, okay. it's, if it's like, uh, um, if it ha- like has roost, you know, it's, it's a little bit dusty, but has like roost, I think then Tebow is going to be better than he's been all year. I, think. I wouldn't, I would, I would not argue with that. Uh, I think. I think still think Fend is the guy. I think Cavallari is going to oh, surprise yeah. people. Um, I think, I, yeah. I, might, I, I think I actually agree with you on Cavallari that he's going to surprise people. Uh, because you know who I else think, I think is going to be good? I think Bornhorse is going to be good. I think he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's, yeah. I think he's going to be good as well. He, for, so, for some reason, I don't know what it is, but for some reason he seems to be pretty good on, on tracks like this. Especially, well, I mean, even when he was running techno, he was good on like. Now, now I'm assuming it's gonna be like bumpy and it's gonna have roost and dust and all that. But I think I think Bornhorst is a good. We also, one. it'd be also interesting to see what like Camden Lime does, Brandon Rose does. I yeah. I just know I think from the eighths to the semis and then the LCQ we are in store for some great. Races. Yeah, yeah. There's gonna That's be one. and some drama. Think... I'm sure somebody's gonna get DQ'd. Somebody's gonna be over. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. That's that's when you, when you have rules and all that stuff. It just brings yeah. that all into, and also, into effect. Also, one thing is there's only 12 cars in the main, you know, like DMC, PMB. No, I think they might have. LCRC was only 12. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It might but, be 15. They might okay. be. Okay. But still, like, what, what I was trying to say is, like, there are going to be some of these top names that are not like the names we mentioned that are not going to make the main, you know, they're going to be mm-hmm. the semi and they don't cut it. But they get that LCQ. 
Yeah, that yeah, LCQ like it doesn't matter what level it is. It can be like the low, like it can be just like a regional race, but no matter where the race is, LCQ always has the best fights. It's like when only one bumps, it's like no one is trying to just like have their keep their position. It's like everyone's trying to win, you know. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna end this. Pick your top three. Uh, my top three. I'm gonna trust my guy, Jared. Uh, I'm gonna. Really? Are I'm you going for the win with Tebow? I'm gonna. I'm gonna go for the win. Like, obviously, this is a risky pick, you know, because like he hasn't been too comfortable this year. But uh, I think this might. This is might be the race where the stars align. Um. So I'm gonna go with the with the crazy because it's like no matter what I pick, it's just a guessing game. So I'm gonna go with Tebow because I'm gonna look like a fucking genius if I'm right. <laughs> and then then I'm gonna go with Rivkin second and um, Fenn third. Really? No, I'm not gonna go with Rivkin Finn winning third. this too. I wouldn't be surprised if Rivkin won this. I'm not gonna All go right. with Fenn third. I'm gonna. Uh, let me summon the great RC oracles to give me the pick. I'm gonna go and with I Fuller third. Mason Fuller, Dakota Fenn, Ryan Cavallari, Tebow top five. Actually, yeah, you, you're right. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be Tebow, Fenn, Ripken. I always change my pick. <laughs> like somebody remember these picks. So when we come back and we talk about this in a couple of weeks' time, we know our picks. But yeah. I look forward to okay. it. I'll be I, there. Yeah. I always underestimate there. Fend, so I'm going to have to put... And we didn't even, we didn't even put Tessman in there either. Yeah, Tessman could surprise. And He's always good at forgot Mayfield. Too. They completely forgot Mayfield. Yeah, but I, I, I didn't forget him. I just... I, I, I don't trust wow. him right now. I we, don't trust him right now. We went from we went from he is going to win every race to <laughs> yeah. we're not even got him in our top five. I watch him go out there and win this. I do. I do have. I do have Mayfield in my top five, but I don't. I don't know. I, I'm going to go with Tebow, Fend, and Ripken. That's oh. my top. What was your? You was Fuller, Fend, Fuller, Fend, Cav. Uh, Cav. I'm going to have Cav. I think Mayfield is going to be like fourth, and Cavalier is going to be fifth. Okay. That's going to be my It's going to be interesting. Five. It's going to be interesting. We're going to Wednesday for a lot of racing. I'll be there. Uh, if you guys, I don't know what the deal is. I'll probably be in the booth a lot commentating. Uh, but if you, if you come up and say hello to me, I always say this to people. I, I don't remember everybody I talked to on Facebook. Just come up, introduce yourself, tell me your name, you know, where we chatted. If uh, And then, and, and just, I, you know, I love meeting people. So I look forward to it. Uh, I'll be hanging out with Axel too and Chris Morali night times. Uh, because we're all going to be staying together, so I'm I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited. I went from going to my first nationals, doing some NNRC coverage of my of a, my second nationals, to actually calling a nationals with Scotty. I think it's going to be great. Thank you to Live RC for the opportunity. Thank you guys out there because if it wasn't for you guys, sport, I wouldn't be going to this. So greatly appreciate it, and I look forward to it. I love the nationals. Love Ifmar racing. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. All right, Max. We are going to go on to the interview with Alex Sturgeon. We're going to come back. 
and we are going to do some hot race, hot laps, and a conclusion. And I want to thank Techno RC for their continued support. I wish them all the luck too. I kind of want Techno to win their first Nitro National title, and yeah. it, I it think, would be good. I to do see think it. like I'm I'm not counting Mayfield out. Like if he wins, like I'm not surprised. But right, I would like right now, that. right now, it's like I can't like from what we've seen this year. I can't be like he's gonna win, you know. But I wouldn't be surprised to see. Him. I get it. I get it. But I wouldn't be surprised at all. And thank you to Techno yeah. RC for the continued support. Thank you, Techno RC. Techno RC is a championship-winning manufacturer of high-performance A-scale, TED-scale, Nitro, and electric RC buggies and trucks. With a worldwide dealer network, USA and Europe-based headquarters, comprehensive warranty program, and global race support. Techno RC is excellence in RC. View the full lineup of Techno RC race proven vehicles by visiting www.technorc.com. Joining me this week in the virtual NNR studio are uh, some of you people out there that listen to this may know this gentleman. Uh, this is my first time really talking to him, but I have followed him. Uh, he does, he makes a lot of content. He runs uh, probably one of the man. I was looking at your shop. That you guys have. You guys have a lot of stuff. We do have um, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Uh, you also have one of the most successful series up there in Omaha with the Techno Winter Series that you have. You get some of the t- fastest guys in the Midwest up there. Uh, I like to call it Tebow's Kryptonite because he always goes up there and he, he, he just seems like he can't win up there. Uh, the Fullers and Van Dalen are really fast. Obviously, I know about this also through Ashton, stuff like that. Uh, he mm-hmm. used to run up there. Coach Jeff, he'll Warner. be back. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. He's into uh, he's into like make. He's going to get out of school and he's going to make some money. Like, he's into yeah, that. I know. So, um, I told him that RC once he gets to school, RC is going to be non-existent. He's like, no, I'm still going to do it. I'm like, oh, you watch. Uh, but uh, Matt, um, welcome, Alex, Alex Sturgeon of uh, Hobby Town Hobbyplex, is it or Hobbytown Hobby Town Hobbyplex? Yep, in <laughs> Omaha, Nebraska. Okay, and um, are you from Nebraska natively? Yeah. I mean, it, technically my parents um, are from Sioux City, Iowa, but we moved to Omaha early enough that I'm I'm from Omaha. That's what I think. Okay. Me. Okay. Okay. So we consider so, is oh, Omaha, my geography is skewed. So is Omaha Midwest? Are we considering that Midwest? Yeah. So we, we, we call it Midwest. Um, okay. I always, I always get into it with people I'm like, that are like from Ohio and they call themselves Midwest. I'm like, you guys aren't Midwest, but. Uh, is that East uh, Coast? I think so, you know, okay. or, or close enough. Um, uh, Heartland. Some people call us in the Heartland. I, you know, it, either way, it, it works. Okay. We're basically Omaha's. If you look at a map, Omaha's almost smack dab right in the middle of the country. Okay. What is uh? So what is Nebraska famous for? Football, right? Corn. Is it corn? Corn, corn, cows, and and college football. Okay, that's what it yeah. is. Got you. All right. Um. So you've been, I, I, I've first time I talked to you. So I really want to know your story. Yeah. Um, first time I've talked to you in, in person, sort of virtual yeah. person. So, so before you had the hobby town, hobby plex and all of this, I always have to find out how did you first find out about RC? What's your RC experience? And um, yeah, what got you started in this uh, crazy sport or hobby that we all love? Um, the uh, so funny. So there's a Punky Brewster episode out there in the 80s that uh, I know Rhonda Drake has talked about. 
And it's, it's, uh, it's crazy how many people that actually like got into RC. So that, that was the start of it. And then my okay. buddy down the street had an RC car action magazine. And, uh, and I started just going to the Walgreens and picking those up. And then it took me about two years to finally get my mom to, uh, take me to the hobby store. And my first car was the Tamiya Falcon. It was like fourth grade. So probably 86 or 87, somewhere in there. And then, um, my parents gave it uh, one last go before they got divorced and moved me to Kansas. And uh, as a consolation prize, I got a JRX Pro, and that's when I started racing. Okay. What track did you uh, first discover over there in Kansas? It was called uh, Scranton RC Raceway, and it was about 20 miles south of Topeka. And um, it was uh, it was a tiny – now that I think about it, I mean, it was a tiny little dirt track. Um, it was indoors, though. Mm-hmm. So my mom, they had two sessions. They had a beginner session and like a pro session. And my mom would drop me off in the morning and then just leave me all day and then come pick me up at night. Oh, so you just there all day. How old were you when you was doing this? Probably, probably 11. Okay. So you were still, it was 11. You, well, you was my son's age. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I mean, it was different times back then too. Yeah. Very different yep. times. Uh, so you got into uh, racing. Uh, what, what kind of happened after that? Um, so, uh, parents moved back to Omaha about nine months later. Uh, we had a tornado go over our house and my mom was like, I'm done. We're going back home. So, uh, um, my dad lived in Des Moines. I lived in Omaha. There was a, there was a track, um, that would race on Saturdays in Omaha that I would go to. Uh, it was a hobby town actually. And then in Des Moines, there are actually two tracks. There was hobby Haven, which is still around and marbles hobby supply. And they raced on Saturday and Sunday. So when I was at my dad's, I'd take all my stuff and I'd race both Saturday and Sundays. And when I was at home, I'd race on Saturdays. Um, the Rockbrook track shut down and then a new track opened up. I kind of got an RC for a, for, for a little bit there because there was no real place to race. And even at that time, like just bashing outside didn't really appeal to me very much. Um, I discovered a new track uh, that was being operated by this guy named uh, Rob Connor, who actually still races at our track today and uh, got back into it. And that's pretty much that was the end. I was, I was pretty much on from that point on. How old um, were you then? Uh, 16, 15. Okay. 16. So you're like getting near your end of high school. Well, a couple yeah. of years in high school, stuff like yep, that. He, okay. he got booted out of his initial spot cause it was County property. And then he opened up an indoor track and then that was around for a little while. I was, I, I started driving. So I had to be 16. Um, it was, uh, 1996. Uh, I went to my first national event. I went to the Ronats. It was in Fargo, North Dakota. My mom let me drive our, uh, uh, she had a 1988 Ford Festiva, which is basically about as big as a smart car. <laughs> and, uh, she let me drive that by myself to Fargo. My dad traveled for a living. So he paid for my hotel for free using okay. his points and, uh, um, had flashes of greatness at that race. And, and, uh, I, I knew from that point on, I was, I was, uh, that was the first time I'd ever seen, uh, Mark Pavitas, uh, Gil Osi Sr., Bob Novak, um, Jack Johnson was at that race. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had asked them, I'm like, well, how can I get into this? How can I do what you guys do? And uh, they told me we well, got to build up a resume and got to win some races. So pretty much from that point on, like I was solely focused um, on going to as many races as I can, trying to build up a resume. Um, and uh, yeah, a couple times I, I, I felt like quitting. Um mm-hmm. I, I sold all, almost all of my stuff in 2000 and a buddy of mine uh, here in Omaha who passed away um, 
back in 2010, uh, Dennis Johnson, he's like, he's like, just change brands. So I went from low seat of associated. Um, and then, uh, I got second at the stock Nats in 2004 Okay, and got picked up by team associated. Um, around that time, Omaha didn't have a track. So I was running, um, an outdoor track in Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, and that's kind of where I started learning how to run races and, and build tracks and organize stuff. Um, the, uh, the indoor track in Omaha that, that ended up closing in 1999, um, both of the owners had gotten hurt from, from their real jobs. And so for the last six months of that place being open, I pretty much had the keys and would run it. Otherwise nobody else was going to do it. And then that closed. So then I did the Lincoln track until 2003 and then, um, Lincoln's 45 minutes from here. And I was going down here. I was going down there like three or four times a week to work on the track and to run the races and stuff. And, um, I was kind of over it. And then I got hired at the Hobbyplex in 2004. Oh, really? You've been mm-hmm. working there since 2004, 2000, December of 2004. Oh, wow. I didn't realize you had been there that long. Okay. Yeah. So let's, Lifer. let's back it. Let's back it up a little bit. So you're out there, you're doing 10 scale back in the mm-hmm. early two thousands. Um, I would say also this is when nitro is kind of like pounding right now. And I would say that electric is kind of dying out. Dwindling. Yeah. Yeah. Because tough. this is back in brushed and NICAD days too, yes. right? Yep. Right. So nitro is starting to be king and you're like, what, 18, 19, trying to be a, a professional driver. <sighs> I wouldn't say that. I, I, uh, um, well, what was your goal? I should say at my, that time. my goal, my goal back then was to try to be a professional driver. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, uh, um, I kept trying to go to national. So I went to the stock nets in 98. I actually mm-hmm. did. Okay. That was a big race. It was in, uh, it was in Denver, Colorado, Aurora at Moore's outdoor track back then. It was a, it wasn't turf. It was actual dirt. Okay. And, uh, that was a huge race. And I think I made the, if I remember right, I made the C main and expert in expert stock, whatever you call it now, stock buggy. Um, and I think that went down to like an I or something like that. So I mean, really? it, was, it was a big race. Um, <laughs> at an electric race at an electric race. Yeah. That, that had, that I was how that, big it, that yeah. was when it was still big, really yeah. big. And then it was big enough to where you could run mod nats and stock nats. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I went to the mod Nats, uh, at M M&M and M in 99 on my own. Um, I, I worked at a telemarketing firm for, for like three months to make some money and bought the plane ticket myself and went down there and I did horrible. It's probably the, one of the worst races, um, that I'd been to It was a real letdown because it was the mod net. So you were surrounded by all the pros. Right. And at the time I was doing really good in mod at home. So I'm like, I'm going to go down there and do awesome. No, <laughs> that didn't happen. Um, so that was kind of a reset. That's kind of when I started to get a little, um, thinking that nothing was ever going to happen, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, I went to the cactus in 2000 and I made the A in stock truck and, uh, actually made the B in mod four wheel drive too. If I remember right, I did really good in mod four wheel. And then I didn't do good in the two wheel drive classes for some reason. And I spent a shit ton of money on tires. Like I think I went down there with a gangster roll of like twelve hundred bucks, and I was it was tapped like it was gone by the end of it. That's two thousand. That's a lot of money. That's two thousand because you were running and you. I was running four classes, and you were running uh, taper pins, red taper pins, and they were one run tires. Mm-hmm. 
so you think of all the practice you had to do plus all the you know all the qualifiers and uh uh so that that was interesting and then i went to the florida winter champs in 01 and i made the a in stock buggy and i actually tq'd around a stock buggy um down there and i i thought that that was the one i thought that that was the race where i was finally going to get my my foot in the door at tlr and pick up a low level sponsorship and kind of go from there. And that didn't happen. And that's when I just, I was, I came home and I sent in my resume and I got denied again. And I'm just like, I'm out. This is, yeah, this is back when um, you actually had, you, it, it was, was not hard. easy to get sponsored. Yeah. It was hard to be sponsored back then. And mm-hmm. uh, um, so I got disillusioned and then I got talked into running to buying an associated stuff. And uh, um and then in 04, I got my foot in the door at Associated getting second at the Stock Nats. Um, mm-hmm. Scott Brown was one of the reps there. And I'm like, for Associated, I was like, is this good enough now? Can I can I make this happen? And that's when he got got me a hold of Brent and uh, shows you how long Brent's been team manager of Team Very Associated. Long. Very long time. And uh, eight scale. So I was running gas truck. I went to the gas, gas Nats in Action RC in 2003. And I blew out an idler gear while in a bump spot uh, to get up to the D main. Run so an associated truck? Run an associated oh, truck. Okay. Yep. Yep. I ran Losi stuff, gas truck for a while in like 2000, 2001. And, and I just kept breaking it. Like, um, but the XN, triple XNT? Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I at Real RC. Yeah. We, we were going down, down to Real RC in uh, Kansas City to race. And uh, those tracks back then, you know, they were eight scale tracks. They were big giant jumps when I hadn't gotten the, the nuance of, of rolling jumps with gas truck, I was mm-hmm. bound to so he's just trying to send it. Yeah. Just trying to send it. So I'd break stuff. Um, and then I went to Harlingen in 2005, the roar Nats, and I was in the C main in gas mm-hmm. truck. And, um, and I was actually, um, a C main a gas truck back then was I, good. Yeah. I was pretty happy was with that. I was very happy with that. Um, it was, it was, uh, that one probably went down to an H I think. Yeah. And these like are that. 10 car mains people. These mm-hmm. aren't 15 car mains. It's 10 car. As um, the Ghani says, 50% of the B main and the A main. <laughs> um, what were the, you doing for work at this time? Like to support this? I was a meat cutter. So I, I, uh, um, I was in college still. Um, I changed majors like 10 times. Um, okay. I finally, I finally got into a uh, creative writing major, which what, what are you going to make with money with that? Um, but my parents were bound to determine for me to graduate college with something. Um, but I had, uh, um, my dad had always told me go for your dreams, but always have a fallback. And so, uh, I was, uh, working in the meat department at the supermarket and I was making, you know, normal you know, normal money, normal money. My dad traveled for a living. Um, he was a baker by trade his whole life. And, uh, um, he was, uh, the last 15 years or so of, of, of hit before he retired. Um, he, uh, uh, would travel to different Walmarts and teach the people how to use this product at Walmarts. Mm. So he built up points, like crazy. And so I'd always bug him. I'm like, Hey man, I want to go to this race. So I didn't have to pay for any sort of hotel Okay. until maybe 2011 when he retired. 
So okay. probably from like okay. from like ninety six to two thousand eleven, the hotels weren't part of it. I could I could pretty much go to whatever I wanted to, and my dad would hook me up. Okay, so you you, you spend all that you spend that to two, up to two thousand and four chasing the dream of of making it. Uh, two thousand and four, yeah. you start work at the at this where you are now, Hobby Town. Uh, tell us yep. how that happened. Yeah, so uh, in two thousand three, I was running the Lincoln Track, and I had just gotten tired of all the work and and not much to show for it. We were maybe getting like twenty or thirty entries a week, mm-hmm. and I was still lived in Omaha, so I mean that's a lot of fuel mileage, it's a lot of time to spend um, going back and forth. And then the Plex opened up, so the Hobby Plex came about because the on-road parking lot racing had gotten so popular that the owner of at the time the owner of of the hobby town there was two hobby towns in omaha there was another guy and we won't talk about him and then there was us and uh um when he saw that and then they were raising his rent because it was as he was doing better business wise they'd raise his rent because it was based on how much mm-hmm. he was making right mm-hmm. he's like he's like i'm gonna I want to put a, I want to make my own building. I want to put a roof, you know, I want to, I want to, I want to own this. And so, um, he got the financing done. And in 2002, it was announced that the Hobbyplex was going to get built. And it was a part of Omaha that was kind of outside of Omaha. So the real estate was cheaper. Um, and it was a 10,000 foot carpet on road track with pits and then 7,000 foot sales floor. So the original building was 17,000 square feet. Um, I had inquired about working there cause I'm like, ah, I, I, I'm kind of done at this, but I wouldn't mind working at another hobby town. Um, and I was brought on very quickly as assistant manager. And then I was tasked with, uh, building an off-road program cause we had this giant lot next to us, um, that they would, they were going to let him build an off-road track. And so this was kind of a fresh start for me in Lincoln. I was kind I kind of had my hands tied in Lincoln because mm-hmm. the, it was a corporate store. So a lot of the, a lot of the up and ups, uh, at the time kind of had laid some ground rules that I, that I could, that I had to follow. Okay. Um, they, they didn't like us racing on Saturday for some reason. Um, entry fees had to be a certain thing, you know, I had to spend so, so just a time This there. is from hobby town, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're probably going to have to explain that to me a little bit because I'm not too sure. Like, well, sure. So hobby town, works. hobby town's a, Hobbytown is a franchise, right? And so okay. Lincoln is actually where Hobbytown started. Okay. Lincoln, Nebraska. And Lincoln's okay. 45 minutes um, southwest of us. Oh, gotcha. Uh, by, by interstate. So it's like 45 minutes away. Um, actually, I think it started in Omaha, and then then the it got bought by these two guys. Um, if I remember my history correctly, I don't want to screw this up. But uh, then, it was, then the franchise stuff was started in Lincoln. So Hobbytown headquarters is in Lincoln. And then we're a, we're a separate franchise. So obviously we have rules to, we got to follow too, franchise rules and all that, but, but, um, uh, it's completely different ownership, you know, because okay. we're a franchise. Okay. So these hobby towns that I see all over America are, are the exact, are same as your hobby town then. Yeah. So each, each hobby town has a lot of autonomy on what they mm-hmm. can focus on. So okay. we're a big, we're a big RC store. Gotcha. Um, our other store here in La Vista is actually getting um, moved here in like a couple of weeks. I heard you talking about that. Yeah. And it'll be more like a, uh, it'll be what I call a regular hobby town. So okay. Like a very mm-hmm. diverse hobby shop. Yeah. Beads and all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. 
So, um, all right. So I just wanted to clear that clear that up because I see these hobby tons, and then you heard people, oh, it's just just like beads and and stuff like that for yeah. hobbyists. But then I'm super confused when I see people like you that's fully into RC. Then you have the other hobby town down in Georgia that's having the nationals. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm confused. So now I understand. Yeah. All the same franchise, but you have an uh, autonomy to focus on what you want to focus yeah, on. Yeah, like the Indianapolis store, for instance, they're they're the number one store in railroad. I okay. mean, they crush everybody with railroad. Right. We can't get okay. anybody to buy railroad in our place. <laughs> Got you. Got you. You know. Got you. Oh, interesting. So I wasn't sure how that, that dynamic all worked. So they made you an assistant manager and put you focused on building an offer program. So what was the first thing you was thinking about with this big plot of land? Uh, we, we had a 100 by 200 foot eight scale track. Just outdoors. If- and it was it was rough. I mean, we didn't have any dirt. So it was, it was almost like a it was almost like a European track uh, back in those days where there wasn't a whole lot of jumps and it was just lay of the land type stuff. And I'd cut out the lane so that it had grass infield and um yeah, it was it was interesting. I, I wanted to do like uh, cobblestone sections and stuff. I wanted to do cool stuff like that. So I brought mm-hmm. in a bunch of rock and like made stuff and it was hard to work on because it was so big that it was it was tough. So we 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 slowly made it smaller. And then But this is also during the peak of nitro now. Right. Yeah. So we 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 uh we started off we started off slow. I mean, um, mm-hmm. it was mostly eight scale and monster truck back okay. then. So mo- like Revos and, and stuff like that. Uh, T maxes. Um, you know, we saw the, the evolution of that to a truggy, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the years that we were doing the outdoor track, it was really interesting. Um, we held regionals once or twice, I think outside. Um, then, um, I got real big into the RC pro series. And, with Carlton uh, Epps, with Carlton Epps, yeah, I remember Carlton Epps. Yep, and uh, so we 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 started having RC Pro North races um, at our track. Um, I think from 2006, probably until he sold it. Okay, so um, just so people know, this is when RC Pro was nationwide. RC Pro was, was very huge. popular. Yes, very popular. Um, it was. I forgot. I'm like a North champion. I went to the East Ronds in 2005, and then I went to the. He's looking for his trophy. Yeah, <laughs> but Carl Naps was where he um, he did all of that on his own too. On like his he, own, traveled yes. so much. I I I asked him, "How in the hell do you do this, man?" I know he sent me a bunch of shirts, and he went. He even had a, a RC Pro down in Puerto Rico at one point. Yeah, so he did. He he worked hard. He worked hard. Yeah. I got. I had to. I, I met him a few times. Nice dude. It was like. That that was the only thing that we had close to, like, I would even say, like, a proper ranking system and all that stuff, because each each division was split up, and then you all met at a finals. Yep. You had to qualify. You all met at a finals yep. at, at the end. I thought that was very, I mean, I would love to see it again. Yeah, I went but. to the, uh, let's see, the 06 finals when they were in Rockford in that in the uh, arena there. Um, I think Jared won both truck and two-wheel. Or not two, both truck and buggy at that one. Um, I know he won gas truck because I was in the main and he lapped me like six times. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then I went to the 07 and 08 finals too when they were they were in the horse arena in uh, Denton, Texas. Yeah, I was out of RC at I think at that point out for yeah. a little bit. Uh, so, but yeah, okay. So Carlton Epps, good old Carlton Epps. I wonder what he's doing nowadays. Yeah, I, I know. haven't heard about him in yeah, a long time. I haven't talked time. to him or seen him. Or he's not even on Facebook. 
Yeah. Okay. So when you when you started in 2004, did you think like, okay, this is going to be me like 21 years later, I guess, 22 years later? I, I don't know. I, I, uh, I was, I was happy that we had finally Omaha, Omaha is a pretty big RC town. Okay. And it always has been, but we've had so many tracks come and go. Mm-hmm. And because of that history, you know, my focus was, okay, what, what have we learned from that? And the thing that I think we learned from that was, um, it was hard for parents to bring their young kids and trust People. everything that was going on. Okay. And so I really wanted to, to focus on local racing and beginners more than anything. And then, and then if, if the pros or whoever, you know, the good guys come, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, we started off slow. Um, I think our first summer series in 2005, before it was sponsored by team associated and before it was indoor course, um, I think we had five classes and it was, you know, eight skill buggy, monster truck, gas truck, plex spec, which is our beginner class. And then like a stock truck class, Okay. you know, and then it grew from there. And, uh, in 2007 we got booted off the land cause they finally sold it. Um, so there's a place right next door to us that sells like Christmas lights and, uh, they're on our old track. And so the, oh, so the outdoor track that you have the outdoor track. Yeah. So, okay, the pre, so, so the, they have a store that sells Christmas lights. Yeah. That's it's on our, on our old original track. That's where that's at. I, I so, stunned that they have a store that just sells Christmas lights. Yeah. Yep. There's actually like three of them in Omaha. It's freaking crazy. You want to know about how do you, the hell do you stay open? Like, but they sell lights for like Valentine's day, Halloween, Christmas, all that stuff. It's really bizarre. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. anyway, so, so the owner had, so the Plex is here. The owner had the option of picking up this land here. Mm-hmm. Um, he had first dibs on it. And so we moved down to here and, uh, um, Every once in a while, I'll post a video that I find from the old track. Um, it's where we held the 2009 um, electric Nats. And it was on a hill. Really? So the driver's stand was here. And then it went like this and down. Okay. And it's really cool because it had levels. Just like our track does now with all the elevation, that's where that elevation came from because it was on a hill like this. And uh, it was – so we did that from 2007 to 2011. And a lot of RC Pro Series races, we held the uh, the Roar Nats there in 2009. Um, that was a learning experience. I wish I could have that race back. The fuel Nats you had there? Electric. Okay. Oh, yeah. but I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't think we were ready for the to, to bid on the eight. We had a shitty pit lane. We up, okay. until, up until this last year, it's been the same exact pit lane. Oh, really? Yes. So um, I, I didn't think we were ready for that. So I put in for the electric one. The e nuts, um, man. Then like the the, the elect- e buggy nuts. The e buggy nuts we've held twice. Um, that that was our first race on the indoor track in two thousand. Okay, okay. So I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um. So yeah. So I it just sort of it with me it just sort of happened that this is what I ended up doing with my life. I right. Don't know. Yeah. Like, same. It's just, it's, look, dude. I could. I fully understand. I 100 percent understand. I still get to be, I still get to be, I still get to race. And I mean, seriously, I have raced every single weekend, probably since 2005. Wow. So I still get to do what I love. 
I'm just getting paid for it in a different way. I'm not getting paid to race. I'm getting paid to, to run the races, manage the race, manage the store, you know? So, um, we're going to talk about more of this tour. So when did it, so 2011, is that when the roof came? Right. So in 2009, we got rained on a lot. Um, and the Nats, the, the owner was really bummed out because I had, I had taken two weeks to build the track. Um, we were going to have a grass infield, all this stuff was going to happen. And then it rained on us. I mean, it was bad. It rained mm-hmm. on us for like four days, five days straight, washed the track out. I mean, it was a scramble to get going. Um, and it almost ruined the race. We were lucky that, uh, if I remember correctly, Wednesday, it finally broke and, and we had sunlight all the way through. It rained a little bit on Saturday, but we got the race in. And it was at that race that the previous owner, I say previous because he actually, we have a new owner as of last year. Um, okay. So the previous owner, he he was like, we're going to put a roof on this. And I'm like, are you sure you want to do that, dude? Like, because RC people can sometimes be kind of weird, you know, you could have a, a great turnout for two years and then all of a sudden nothing, you know? Right. And, uh, but no, he was bound and determined. So, um, construction started. So we, we used to have this race, um, called the J concepts, uh, one eight scale spring gnats. And it was always Memorial day weekend. And we had that race. It rained every single day every night we had tarps out and we would fix the track and we would get qual. We got practice in, then it rained again. We got qualifying in, it rained again. We got the mains in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that Monday they the crews are there digging up everything and uh, um, putting in all the supports and everything. And uh, we had a deadline because we, I had put in for the roar net, the roar e-buggy nats for the 2011 year. And it was September, the weekend of September 11th. And, um, it had to be done by that time. And there's some crazy stuff that happened that summer to make it, make us think that we weren't going to make it, but we somehow were able to make it. Um, Live RC has still has video up on YouTube of that race. It's got like 76,000 views or something like that. I go back and watch it every once in a while because you can see the, 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 the place is raw. I mean, there's no hardly any banners. You can tell the difference. We had all the garage doors open um, when we designed that place, I said, I'm like, you know, if we go indoor, our eight skill racing is going to suffer in the summertime because people aren't going to like the ventilation. It's going to, it's going to be harder to race. How is the ventilation there? Well, so we designed the building with 16 garage doors all the way around that we could open up. Okay. So think of Thornhill, except we need, we need to close them cause it's wintertime up here. Um, so yeah, there you go. Look at that thing. There we go. That was a cool layout, actually. Um, wow. So this this track right here, yeah. uh-huh. prior to this race, was outdoors. Yeah. So pretty much. That's amazing. That summer. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So they built this in the summer. And I can see now where you're saying the driver stands up here on the levels higher up over her. That's a little Novak yep. banner as well. Sorry. Yeah, uh, oh, wow. And it's rough, too. I've never seen the Plex like this. I've, I'm used mm-hmm. to seeing it like like how it is now. Oh, wow. Yeah, if we if we still race state scale in the summertime, uh, we'd open up all the doors, and it would dry out just like that. Okay. Be, be dusty and rutted and stuff. 
So well, this is your first race. Wow. What a baptism of fire. Well, thank God it was the Enats and it wasn't Nitro. I know. Uh, yeah, I know. But it looks good, man. It looks good. I like this. I've never seen the plex like this. Wow. I like it. I like it. There's Mayfield and Cavalry battling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Is it Cav or is it Bornhorse? Looks cool. No, that's Cavalry. No, Bornhorse wasn't around back then. That's no, he wasn't. It wasn't in it. Cool, man. All right. So after you put this um, amazing event on and this roof, what happens? Um, so we kind of learned uh, over the next year that eight scale racing was going to be hard in the summertime, but we're one of the few places that can do it in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. And so our schedule, our first year, we tried to have like a, a an eight scale summer series and a 10 scale summer series. And then we really didn't. We just club raced in the wintertime. And uh, a couple things happened. Um, the summer series for Nitro really dwindled, but the summer series for Electric picked up. Mm. And so we naturally morphed into what we have now. So our, our seasons are kind of weird. Our eight scale season starts in October and ends in March. So I build, I build a track from, from October through March. That's more suited towards eight scale okay. um, cars. And then, and then in April, we just got done with our track build um, uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a 10 scale track from April through September. Okay, because, well, is the is the ten scale market uh, as big or bigger than the eight scale market there? Yeah, it's weird. So the techno series gets more entries with mm-hmm. less classes. So in the winter, t- I think that has to do with we're like one of the f- like the only, only place that you can race in that area. I, I think that has a lot to do with it. We get a lot okay. of guys from up north too. So when when I'm sitting here going, oh, it's freaking cold out. This sucks, and it's thirty degrees outside. The guys from Minnesota, and North Dakota are down here. They're like, this is great, you well, know. <laughs> so you know no what are you gonna you. do interesting okay so what is what are your 10 scale turnouts how do you race during the summer so what's tell us your schedule how does that work so uh we have the so we start off our summer really with with this weekend's race which is the pro tech uh uh spring offer champs mm-hmm. um and then we have the team associated summer series that happens once a month uh may through september Mm-hmm. And then uh, we got the inner, indoor, the J Concepts Indoor National Series back. It, it we we held it in thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen in the winter time, and then we held it in two thousand twenty one in February. And I don't like holding big races, period, other than the Techno Series, um, mm-hmm. because we're always in danger of like a blizzard. Plus, mm. it's super cold, and it changes the track. The track in the winter time is totally different than the summertime. It's, it's better for, um, in my opinion, it's better for 10 scale in the summertime and it's better for eight scale in the winter time. The, 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 because I water the track a lot, it gets condensation. Then that drips back down to the track. So for the 10 scale guys who are all about consistency, you know, um, it's not consistent at all. And mm. so, uh, the eight scale guys, we open up the doors, the track dries out. So it doesn't really matter for them. Mm-hmm. Um, we get about we get about two hundred plus for the summer series. Yeah, but you get some you get some heavy gun you get some big guns at the techno winter series though. Yeah, the techno series brings out um, usually Mason. The last couple of years, it's been Mason, Seth, and and Jared. Yeah. Um, every once in a while, Wiggins will come up, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh, people Harris. love it. Everybody Mason, that I talk to loves it. Yeah, it's but it's hard. It's hard because it is an indoor track. So we're using mm-hmm. clay compound indoor tires and with with uh, you know tire sauce. You know. Okay. 
So we're just watching a video. I guess this is from uh, let's that see. would have been the finals from either practice night. Yeah, yeah, two yeah. years ago or this last year. I can't, I can't tell. Okay, there's Graham. So well, it would people... have been Graham. So it would have been two years ago. That would yeah. have been techno. Yeah. So people pit inside. So this is the onward track that I'm looking at right here. That right? is. Yep. Yep. And you have an off-road carpet track as well, or right? So in 2018, when carpet off-road started to become a thing. Mm-hmm. you know, I started thinking about, it. I'm like, well, why don't we just do that for 10 scale in the wintertime? Because then you have your consistency, you know, we'll all stay mm-hmm. warmer too. Um, cars won't get dirty. So it, we we're able to do almost everything. It's pretty crazy. Where's that tra- track to then? What's that? The carpet, where's the offer at carpet track to, or is it, you just, we you just, just, we just okay. put jumps on top of it. So I've, I've built all these jumps to be able to move them myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't realize it was so big. And then the storefront is. Yeah. So the storefront is up there. You can see the windows. So those, those stairs go up to the store itself. Oh, this place is huge. I didn't realize how huge it was. Yeah. It's pretty big. Oh, wow. Wow. That's a, this will be okay. So yeah, you definitely have some, some some great demographics going. You have the early indoor nitro racing in the winter. So that's going to be packed every time they have a race up there. Every time you got on road carpet, you got, uh, on road, off road carpet. You got crawling. Yep. You got everything up there. Like you guys are hitting it on all cylinders. Do you? Is your online presence big? Do you do a lot of online sales, or is it all uh, mostly no. walk ins? It's it's uh it's Omaha, and then and then of course when we have the races, um, mm-hmm. you know you get uh, you get everybody coming down. You said um, that Omaha's a big RC city. It, what makes it a big RC city, and why is it that? I I don't know. But it's always been that way. It's always been ever since I was a kid. We've mm-hmm. had at one time uh, in the late 80s, early 90s. I mean, we had five different hobby towns and like mm. three or four other hobby stores. Now, that's that's gone away. Um, Omaha is basically for a while. It was just us, um, the Plex and then our other store. So our other store is about 10 miles south of us mm-hmm. in a complete it's like a suburb type thing. Um, there is another hobby shop that, that, that's open in Bellevue, which is even further South than where we're at. So, you know, whatever, um, you got five star, uh, in Missouri Valley, which is like 20 minutes East of us. And they're the, they're into drag racing really big. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've got their own drag strip and stuff, which is pretty cool. Um, but I, I can't explain why that is it's just it always has been it, it's so bizarre so do you guys just... advertise a lot throughout the city and stuff like that because for instance beach rc right yeah. i know brent gets a lot of people a lot of tourists in during the tourist season because mm-hmm. he advertises in the hotels and stuff like that yep uh, i have another buddy down in california uh down in florida well just above on the panhandle there and he's like online i can't even keep up with walk-ins right now yeah you know so it's, 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 and then you have some people that struggle completely. Yeah. So, so hobby, hobby town set up an e-commerce thing a long time ago. I know because mm-hmm. I had to do all the inventory for it mm-hmm. uh, in like 2010. And originally it was, you would go in and you would pick your hobby town so you could pick us and then you could shop our inventory and then mm. we would have to, we would have to ship it to you. Okay. Um, that sucked because we're busy, like really busy all the time. So trying and that's to set keep, up to ship. Yeah. And then, and then all that stuff. So, um, so when a main took over hobby towns, e-commerce stuff mm-hmm. and kind of got rid of that sort of setup, it was, it was very nice 
Like you okay. can go to you can go to hobbytown.com and you can buy stuff from hobbytown.com. You're really getting it, I think, from May Main. Okay. But but either way, we're we're kind of taken out of the loop. So we don't have to worry about that. We'll I'll still ship stuff if uh if somebody calls us and is willing to do PayPal, you know, we, we we've done it that way, but it's not our main business model. Okay, okay, okay. Got you. Uh so how are you getting this foot traffic? Is it just because uh, of advertising or yeah, so um so in 2009, I think it was 2009. I was one of the, f- I, I made us a Facebook page okay. and um, I think we were one of the very first hobby towns to do that. Mm. And I, I am, I, I'm a believer in the social media advertising. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we started, I started doing these like um, boosted, boosted ads basically. Mm-hmm. And I would see the reach, you know, you look at it and you're like, holy crap, we just, we just got to 70,000 people for $200, mm-hmm. you know, and now that, that numbers, now you get like 26,000 or something like that for the same amount of money. But, but back then, I mean, we were getting a lot of reach. A lot of it was paid reach, but then you get the organic reach beyond that. Mm-hmm. So that helped, uh, you would see a lot of the comments, like, I didn't know this existed. And then we started getting people in the store saying, Hey, I saw this on Facebook. This place is amazing. Mm-hmm. And so, um, uh, that's helped us out a little bit. I will say 2015 and 16 was a rough year. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of retail apocalypse going on and we, we were definitely slow. Mm. Um, I think, um, w- even at that time we were still the only hobby store in Omaha. So if somebody wanted to get into RC cars locally and all that stuff, they still had to come to us, but it was those two years specifically stand out as being really tough. Like our sales were just slow. We were like, what the heck's going on? And, and, uh, I really, I really took it upon myself to try to push more of an, uh, a social media online sort of thing. Um, you know, we would pay for these coupon ads and we, you know, we'd pay like $5,000 for these coupons to spread across the city. And we'd get back like two, mm. A whole for the whole Christmas season. You're like, why did we just spend five grand on this? Yeah, when you could just do it on online, it's, that's the way. Dude. Trust yeah. me. Yeah, trust me. Yep. And I like, like, I mean, looking at your content, you do like what's new. I, mm-hmm. I, I, all that stuff helps, man. Like, it's yeah. so it's so you know because I, I was geeking out on it. By the way, the YouTube thing kind of came about from the same thing. I was mm-hmm. I was brainstorming what can I do, what what's an easy thing for us to do that can help bring people to the store. And I had had it in my mind to start a YouTube channel for a while for the store. Um, and uh, one day I just did it. I'm just like, let's just do it. So I think our first, our first video ever was we had a whole bunch of this old stuff mm-hmm. that we had marked down. And I did like a video on what all that stuff was for sale. And it, I mean, it kind of, you know, we, I linked it to our Facebook and I linked it to our Instagram and, and it's, um, um, I mean that stuff sold, so it must have done something. What do you sell most of there? Ready to runs, Traxxas, stuff like that. Um. Yes. Uh. So. A lot of ready to runs. Um. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of Traxxas and Arma. That's our main two, mm-hmm. ready ready to run brands that we we steer people towards. Um. But I'm very proud of our local, our local presence on the mm-hmm. racing side of things too, because for a while there, and this, again, this goes back to like 15 and 16 when I really started to notice it, like nobody was buying anything from us. Mm. 
and we we would we would have to mark stuff down mm-hmm. b- way below where we w- needed to sell it to, to kind of make a profit just to be able to get rid of stuff so when associated or losi came out with a new car you know you're kind of stuck with the old ones um that was happening a lot more frequency back then than it does now um but our guys man like this weekend i mean we're we're we'll probably sell out of tires even though i really? ordered that's good. I ordered buttloads of tires and you know, we'll probably sell them all at the, the techno series. I mean, I'll think I'm over order. I'll order a hundred pairs of gold ellipses and they're gone. Really? You know? Yeah. So, I mean, that's I, good. It, you know, there's, there's definitely a, 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 a good loyal group, which is really good to see because you put all this work in, you would hope that that would translate mm-hmm. at least a little bit. I will say too, that when, when, online sales started becoming taxed. Mm-hmm. I think that helped us out. Right. Because people did that to avoid the tax. Right. And now right. they could just so say, they, I could just go drive it and pay it, my, a lot of tax. times, even if we were cheaper, they'd be like, well, yeah, but the tax is going to be like 30 bucks. I can buy that on Amazon or, or eBay mm-hmm. or whatever, and not be taxed. So I, I think that also, that was right around that 2015, 16 time, time frame. I think, I think that had something to do with it as well. That's, that's okay. just what I saw. Do you get much people coming in there saying, I want to race? And what do you do if uh, people like that who have yeah, no RC experience? Sure. So we have, we have a beginner night. Um, okay. I, call it, I call it Family Friday Off-Road. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to do that as many Fridays as we can. So obviously this weekend, because of the ProTech race, you know, we won't be having Family Friday Off-Road. But, um, so our Plex Spec beginner class, I, I, I didn't want to call – long time ago, I didn't want to call Novice Novice. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to call it sportsman. I didn't want to, you know, I wanted a, a brand name for us. Mm-hmm. And so um, in 2005 for our first summer series, I came up with Plex spec. There's nothing spec about it. It's just, it was just a cool name. Um, okay. And that's morphed into our family Friday off-road. So if somebody comes in, a lot of times they'll see us racing on a Saturday and they're, I want to do that. Okay. So then our guys will take them over and they'll give them the options. They'll give them, you can race family Friday off-road on the cheap for if you just buy a Traxxas Slash, mm-hmm. it's super easy. Buy this and an extra battery and a, tr- and a good charger, and you're going to be good to go. You're going to be really happy. Lots of upgrades. It's pretty tough, you know. Um, or they'll show them, you know, here's a B6 and a and a and a um, uh, a 5.0 low C car. Yeah, they're expensive up front, but they handle better. And then you can move up from our Plexpec beginner. You can just take this car and automatically jump into our independent two-wheel drive class so i've tried to split it up so you have plex spec beginners and dude seriously on on a lot of times in the wintertime especially i mean we'll get five full heats of plex spec so we're talking like 50 mm. cars mm-hmm. if you I, I always thought that if you can get if you can pick off like five of those people every five season, of those yep that a hardcore they'll they'll turn into those hardcore saturday racers mm-hmm and 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 it's taken a little while but i feel like we've finally gotten there we we're, we have finally got this cycle where even if we lose some of the hardcore guys eventually they're getting replaced by some of these kids that have just been enamored by rc and their parents are cool with it because we have this environment where they feel comfortable bringing their kids um especially on fridays you know mm-hmm. there's a lot less um adulting going around you know um how many people work there? We got about 10. Okay. Between both stores. Okay. And I was watching, I mean, you have a lot of stuff that 
I kind of like you have toy uh, action figures. Maybe not. Yeah. You, do, you, do you have legends and all that stuff or just Bandai and all that there? It's pretty much Bandai. Okay. That's been a game changer for us. We're we're mm. we're actually known in Omaha as the Bandai store. Really? And and the funny thing is is Lincoln like Lincoln's focus, Lincoln has Hobby Town that's not corporate either now. Their focus is on gaming and and Bandai. Mm. And we've really hit the Bandai stuff hard and with the new ownership um I was kind of put in charge of the gaming section even though I know nothing about it. I'm learning. Um so we've had a little bit of gaming stuff. I brought in some action figures here and there. Um, we ca- we've gotten kind of hosed on a lot of that stuff. <laughs> like, it fluctuates like, so much. Yeah, it's so nuts. Um, I've had to eBay some of that stuff in the past, so I'm I'm a little careful on it. Um, but Bandai, dude, Bandai is crazy. We sell mm-hmm. so much of it. Um, yeah, I was watching all your Watson new. You got you got a lot of stuff in there. So, do you personally order all this stuff, or do you like? How do you figure out new ideas? Do you get to go to like any like comms or anything like that to go check stuff out, or it's just all uh, online? Like, oh, that looks cool. Let's try it. Um, there's a there's definitely a a com a confab with other stores and mm-hmm. what's successful with them that we kind of check on, and if we see something, we'll we'll pick up on it and follow that. Um. I'm in charge of certain ordering like uh, tires, the crawling sections, mine. Um, I curate that pretty well. I think um, the gaming stuff I'm in charge of. Um, I pretty much do all the a main orders. So a main has a distributorship. I'm, I'm, I, I look through that. I was really happy when that happened because there was a lot of stuff that a main had that no other distributor had for the racing side of things. So that's always been good. Um, uh, we have basically we have three main guys, uh, me, uh, Tim Ski. He's the original guy. So Tim's been there longer than I have. So Tim's been with with this hobby town, even when it wasn't the Plex. It was at the just a regular strip mall hobby town uh, since 1998, I think. So he's been there a while. So he's kind of the general manager. He does mostly the Horizon stuff and, and um, um, a lot of the a lot of the main ordering for the store type stuff. Uh, you guys have also had one of the most successful ENATs. I think it was, we had it twice. So it was the second time around because I think it was 2017. Was it? We did uh 20, 2011 and 2018, 2018. Right. Because yeah. I remember uh, Drayton was running the JQ and I remember talking to him and his dad while he was at this race and it was a pretty decent turnout. Was yeah, it? This? It wasn't. It was like it was like seventy something entries. What? But was, everybody keeps saying that you had a decent turnout. Maybe I don't know. We had like a we had like a A B C D. I was in the B, so A B C D. I think I think we had a D main in buggy. That's, that's not bad for. It's not E-Nats. terrible. Yeah. What's up with this E Nats man? Why do we, why do you think it's not popular? They they say put it over her and it's going to be popular. Put it her, it's going to be popular. I think it's up in uh, northeast this year. Yeah, it's at Rome, New York, I believe. Yeah, it's at uh, CRC. Or... That's a cool track. Actually. Yeah, he messaged me the other day. I I think it could be success. I know last year it was supposed to be at G's. Well, it was at G's, and then it was on the same weekend as Divisions. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, man. I, everybody says you had a successful one. It, it was good. Don't I, I guess mean, it's better than what it's been because there's been some low entries at some of these. It was fun. I, dude, the uh, uh, Iowa RC tracks is one of our local guys. It's Chili mm-hmm. Duncan. And his his he took a video of the Born Horse uh, Truggy race, 
It has mm. like 1.6 million views on YouTube. Really? Yes. It's people nuts. like Truggy. They do. People like and it was a good, and it was a good race. I thought I built a pretty freaking dialed track too. So, um, how about that? When you build a track, where do you get inspiration from? Uh, I try to sketch out something that I've never done before, okay. and I start with that, and then I just kind of, you know, figure it out from there. Uh, you travel a lot to race as well. Last year you did with your son, I believe. Last how year we traveled. You? The most we've traveled in a long time was last year. Okay. How does how does your son? How old your son? Uh, does he really? He's sixteen. Okay. Um, he's he's gotten really hard back into RC for a little while there. He was kind of out of it doing other mm-hmm. stuff, which is totally cool. I'm okay with that. Um, my son's my son's very when he focuses on something mm-hmm. on he focuses on just that for a while and he gets really good at it. So. Um, it's cool to see him, uh, having some, some success and stuff. And I, honestly, my parents were never, they never really had any money and, and, uh, um, never really knew about RC even back then. I mean, there was only a few races, you know, the cactus was one that always came to mind, the Florida winter champs and the roar Nats back mm-hmm. when I was young. So, um, even, and even some of those regional races and stuff that were around, I never really got a chance to travel. So I, I, I like being able to provide that for Emerson. That's my son. Um, okay. Something we can do together too until he gets old and moves out and does his own thing. But do you still enjoy this? Yeah. After all these years? You I say do. you race every weekend. You still enjoy racing? Yeah. Even, even when I don't want to, I'll race. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, um, yes, I do. I still enjoy it. I can get frustrated at times because I have, I sort of peaked probably like 2015 um, in, in my own in my psyche, own psyche you know. Um, but that being said, last year I had a really good year. Um, I won the, uh, the 40 plus class uh, INS for the okay. season. So I was pretty happy with that. Made the A's and all the 13, five uh, four wheel drive expert classes. That was a goal of mine and uh, made that work. Emerson freaking made the A at the finals um, without me working on his stuff, you know? So that was a success to, in my eyes. Um, yeah. How about I, non-racing RC? Do you have anything that you like that you would like to try or I'm sure you tried every type of RC there. Yeah. So, um, I've got drag cars. Mm-hmm. Um, I like rock crawling a lot. Mm, rock crawling is uh, fun. I, 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 I've been meaning to go to a couple of these events, but they keep getting, by the time I find out about them, they're full. So it's, it's frustrating. And then, and then in my own mind, it's, it's like, uh, it's like, I have, I have trouble bringing myself to travel to certain things like carpet off-road for me. Mm-hmm. Like, like <laughs> I, I got a chance to travel to a carpet off-road race, um, at uh, RC pit stop in Wichita or Newton, Kansas, basically Wichita, but I was being paid to be the announcer. Mm. So so I got a chance to do that, but I don't know if I do that on my own. I, I still want to go race on, if I'm going to travel, I want to race on dirt, you know, okay. it's kind of the same thing with crawling. If I, if I, if I'm going to travel, I, I don't know if that's something I'd you travel know, for, travel for, spend a whole weekend of, of expense on that sort of thing. Um, I fly RC planes. That's pretty fun. Um, okay. There's a field not too far from here. Um, besides RC, I fish and uh, I ride my mountain bike when I can. Um, yeah, other than that, I just work, you know. Work. How, how, how often do you work? What's a day like for you? What time do you start? What time do you finish? Uh, 
my my current schedule. I have Mondays off. Um, okay. Uh, my wife works every Monday, so I've I've had Mondays off ever since Emerson was born because I was supposed to take care of him that day. And then uh, Tuesdays are usually like a half day. We have a uh, uh, tiny Tuesday off road. It's one eighteen scale racing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I'll usually wander into work if I don't need to do anything to the track at like two, and then stay till eight thirty or so. And then I work all day Wednesday, Thursday, um, Friday's pretty much an all day because I run the races Friday. Saturday's pretty much all day because I run the races Saturday, and then Sunday we're open noon to six. So interesting stuff. Interesting pretty, pretty full. The life of a hobby shop man. Yeah. I mean, Busy. it's, uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, what about RC? What do you think about it? What do you think about racing right now? Is there anything you'd like to see change? Is there anything you'd like to see improve? Is there anything you'd like to see different? Yeah. What do you um, like? Boy. I, I, I always thought that, um, I've always kind of thought that eight scale has been the most real type of racing that we do because of the pit, Is it stops, because and of pit stops and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And just the sound and the, and the, the gnarliness of everything. Um, uh, I'd, I'd like to see a series or something, but you know, there's so many commercial races out there too now that, it's when I was on the roar. So I, I, I don't know if you know this, but I was roar comp director from 2014. Really? Yeah. From 2014 to 2018. And I pitched a lot of ideas to, uh, to the XCOM um, in that time period. You um, should slide back up. This the big things I, going on in raw. I know. So, so I had, I had a legit for the first time in my life, I had a legit panic attack because, uh, stuff was going down at one of the, I won't, I don't want to mention it, but mm-hmm. the race, but something was going down at one of the races and it was getting blamed on, on, on mm, us and, and okay. me specifically. Okay. And I'm like, I'm out. I, I don't Not need you. those stressors in my life. Not you me. know, like I'm already busy enough with my stuff, my store, my job and everything. So, so that was kind of the end um, of that for me. I I've been Roar region director in the past. Uh, I've been on a couple of committees and stuff, but, um, but I've always thought that like, uh, it'd be cool to have some sort of series. I understand why we don't do it right now, but but I think that would be interesting. Imagine um, if RC Pro Series came back like Harton but did it right now. It'd be very hard. Very yeah. Because there was so, so many, many races, races back there. then. Yeah. There was. There was a lot of lot more open time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, I don't know. I, I think uh, – I. I'm kind of biased, but I think mm-hmm. the the J Concepts Indoor National Series strategy of having uh, an independent class where there's no sponsors allowed, and then an mm-hmm. expert class where you can separate those guys out. I think that's why that series gets a, a lot of good races. Does the independent um, classes in those series get pretty full? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. they do. Um, okay. And shoot, uh, I think, I think this weekend's race, our independent classes are going to be more full than the than the uh, expert classes, and even in the techno series. So if you really look at it, so our sportsmen, my rule is you can't be sponsored by anybody. If okay. you're sponsored by Pete's, you know, Pocket Pistons, you have to run expert no matter what. And uh, uh, a lot of times our our Sportsman e-buggy and sportsman nitro buggy classes are actually bigger than the expert classes. So, 
I know um, you have a very strong following there. And um, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of adding all these different classes just to add them for 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 sake of of everything. My mind kind of changed when I turned 40 mm-hmm. a little bit because <laughs> I'm like, oh, 40 plus class, freaking awesome. Um, but I do think I do think it'd be nice. I I I do see the benefit of having that split, but you got to be, you got to you got to also like enforce that rule, you know. Mm-hmm. And I tell people, I'm like, look, if you pick up a sponsorship halfway through the techno series, you're out, dude. You got a race expert. Sorry. You there know? has to be some rules in it, some rules and, yeah. and whatnot. What do you see in the future for yourself, Hobbyplex, uh, coming up or, it's, uh, or the first quarter of 2023? And, uh, yeah, we're we just, just kind of keep doing our thing. Um, I, I think we're going to have a really good pro tech race this weekend. Um, right now, there's 250 entries signed up online for that. Um, that's actually really good for our spring mm-hmm. race. Usually we only hover around 200, you know, okay. um, the INS race for, from the J concepts is, is going to be a big one again. Um, that's July 9th. I can't really see us making any huge changes to our racing program. Cause right now it's, it's, it's been so successful, especially post COVID, you know, I think, I think COVID sort of when we had to shut down for, for a couple months, I think COVID kind of reminded people, how fun it is to be outside yeah and and who we are like Mm -hmm. um club racing came back really strong for a little while after after we were all able to come back um and it's it it's i wouldn't say it's it's dropped off to the it hasn't dropped off to the point it was before covid Mm -hmm. it's still we're still doing good even club racing we had we had 62 entries last saturday i think that's really good you know that's good um so yeah, as long as our, I don't think our formula needs to change or we need to do anything drastic um, at the Plex uh, in, until something comes along that forces us to do so, I guess. Sweet. Well, I'm glad you came on because like uh, Riley was on me to get you on. Joe Zaire was also, they got to get him on. He's got a great story. Uh, so I didn't know it. I'm glad you came on. It's good to see hobby shops doing well and race oriented hobby shops do well. Yeah, um, I think. I think one of the benefits of what we have set up is like, even if, even if the racing does sort of drop off and lag, the mm-hmm. store doesn't require mm-hmm. the track mm-hmm. to, to be successful. The store can handle itself. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the racing is extra, I guess. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. And we have to support this or we won't have any places to race. For so sure. I agree with that one. We have no place to race where I am. So, yeah, I know all about that. There's been well, a few times in Omaha where there's been no place to race, and it sucks. Yeah, I tell people all the time, like, when people complain that a track's like three hours away, I'm like, I have no track. Yeah. You know, so um, I would be happy to have a track three hours away. Cool, man. Well, it was an interesting discussion with you. I have I got to know who you are and what you and how the Hobbyplex started. That's good. Um, found out some history about a place that I heard so much about it. Um, and, like, the, the amount of respect that people have for that place, like, even... You know, guys like T-Burn and those guys are like, man, that place isn't easy, you know? So that's, I think that's one of the best things you've built up for yourself. It's like a track that even top pro guys go and they're like, yeah, I go because it tests myself. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, Well, that's good to hear. I mean, it's better than that place sucks. I'm pretty sure you probably heard. (laughs) Hey, we RC racers complain about everything. Wow. Own worst enemies. It's crazy because RC racers could put up with a lot too. Like mm-hmm. they put up with a lot to be able to race, but at the same time, 
RC racers can complain what? a lot, but yep, that five extra dollars. No, but yeah. I'll sit here for three more hours. Yeah, but I love them. I love RC racers. No, I, I love being around them. It's in and my I blood. Am an RC racer. Yeah, it's in my blood. I, I, I obviously. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty. Uh, I feel very blessed to be able to work at a place like, like our store. Like the it looks like so. a fun place to work to work at, for the most part. I'm sure it has its stress, like any. Every once else. in a while, every once in a while, there's a Karen that complains that you called her stickers little. <laughs> I would yeah. just be fun. I I would just have fun getting to play with so many new stuff. That's yeah. all. I'm yeah, no doubt. Well, cool, man. Thank you for your time. Good luck with your race this weekend. As we're recording this, this is probably gonna come out after that. That's fine. And I'll keep keep up all the great work that you're doing. You have a great series going. Keep up the content. Uh, maybe get we got. I know we, I saw your message as well. Maybe getting me on the podcast with you. Yeah, guys, dude. Hobby Plus Show podcast. We uh we used to do weekly, um, but we've kind of scaled that back a little bit. We're doing once a month at the moment. So we'll and then I've it's been gotta trying, be fun. Yeah, it's gotta be fun. It was it was kind of taking up some of our time. We lost one of our sponsors. Kind of went away for a little bit. They were paying mm-hmm. for the show. My sister does all the editing and all the producing and everything with her job. So, um, but we, but we're still we're still doing it. Just it's down to once a month, but um. I have been doing these side projects like side interviews and stuff too for our Patreon and stuff. Good stuff, man. You, 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 you be super busy. Try to be. You're super busy. Super. Got it. Got to hustle. You you, know? That's what people don't understand. This you never off. Yeah. Never off. Never off. Yeah. Well, keep up the good work, man. Thank you for your time. And uh, if anybody wants to get in contact with him, hit him up on Facebook. Check them out at uh, what's your what's the Facebook for Hobbyton Hobbyton Hobbyplex or uh, yeah, it's Hobby Hobby Boy. What is it? It's Hobbyplex Omaha, so okay. it's backslash Hobbyplex or Hobbyplex Omaha. I'll put the link in the written description of this. Yeah, you podcast. had to ask me that because I don't – it's one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Well, keep up the good work. Here's to Ashton coming back one day when he's, like, made millions. And then right? he could be like, well, let's redo the whole Hobbyplex. Do this. Yeah. And make it bigger. Um, but thank you for all your hard work. And – um. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool to see a story. Like I didn't realize you was at Hobby Town for so long, but it can be seen. It's a great shop. It's doing well. The track's doing well, and yeah, people speak highly of it. So good job. Yeah, thanks, man. Cool. Well, um, enjoy your weekend, and thank you for your time. Yep, thank you. Thanks. Uh, nice, nice to finally talk to you. Sweet, cool, man. Uh, keep up, uh, and good luck with your son's racing as well. Yep, thanks. Cool. Thank you, Alex, for your time. We greatly appreciate that. And thank you, Techno, for the continued support. We're now going on to the hot race, hot tires, hot laps section. Thank you to hot race tires and Nicola and Robert for all their support. I will be seeing Nicola next weekend. Nicola is another person that's been traveling quite a lot. Uh, He's everywhere. So I wish him all the best. I know he wants to get this national win. He's going to have quite a number of drivers up there as well. So we look forward to that. And uh, we're going to do our hot lap second section. We do either hot laps or hot gossip. La- uh, I did hot gossip with JQ this earlier this week. Uh, we're going to do hot laps. Max always sucks at getting hot laps questions to me. So I'm going to go first. Uh, and basically, so hot laps is we're going to say a name of something, and you have three to four words to say something about it, right? So our first, first hot laps, hot First hot race, hot laps question for you, Max, is Juan Carlos Canes. Um, Juan Very impressive at the moment. That was forwards. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, second up is 
Worlds 10 scale warm up? Zeros uh, are going to suck. That's my, that's my guess. Okay, 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 okay. I got that. I got that. Over, under, on Kilix and X-Ray, and somebody from X-Ray getting into trouble at the 1-8th e-buggy Euros coming up next month. Very, very, very high. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there, there is going to be some people. I, I mean, for sure. I don't know. I, maybe, sure. maybe they, maybe they is going to squash it there. Like we, this is going to be the next time they see. So maybe they like shake hands. I hope not. I hope we have a rivalry going, continuing on there. Yeah, okay. I hope so. <laughs> uh okay. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Because we have this visions race coming up. I think all the top names are going. What do you think about the Visions race this year and what it will do for RC? Very excited. Very excited. I was, I was impressed last year. I was impressed. Yes, and I think it's great. All of it was great. Me too. AMS 2023. I'm on the hype train. There we go. I like I'm that. I like that. Train. I like that. I, wanna, I would like to go. I would really like to go. Well, we need to work on that. We need to work and see if we yeah. can get you over there. I mean, if uh, I if I suck at driving, then I I don't want to go. But if well, I you do, sit on the table and answer people's questions. Yeah, maybe I, maybe I come just to hang out. But if if I if I do if I have some good results in the summer, I'd really like to go. Well, that's the, well, let's go to that finish nationals round one. Your I'm gonna win. For... Okay. I'm gonna win. Okay. No, sh- no, you're not scared of Paco at all. No, he's um, he doesn't do good at this track too. Um, but he's also like um, I don't know. He kind of like he he can be mentally beaten, you know. Like when when I just like when I ride behind him and then I just like catch him, then he's just like his brain just melts, you know. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Um, I'm going to have one more. Maybe you don't have any for me, so I'm going to do one more, and we'll go from there, and we'll, we'll leave it if you don't have any any for me. Um, I, have, I have at least one. Okay. Uh, mm, I had one, but I forgot it. Uh, da, 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 da. International Buggy Challenge. Um, biggest race in Europe at the moment. It used to be Neo Buggy, but IBC is the new Neo. There we go. There we go. All right. So what questions for the hot laps, hot race okay. hot laps do you have for me? Um, three words that come into mind from Roar National Champion. Roar National Champion. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but like, like prestige. I would Pres- say prestige. Pride. I, it's going to be more than three words. Remembering why raw is we need raw. There, there we go. Yeah. Remember why we need raw. Four words. You know, like okay, let's put it. I, I, I'm I'm going off topic, but like nobody remembers. You know that oh, this guy won this race time race three times. You know, nobody's like oh, this guy has won this like. But you know that Ryan Mayfield 
has As only three two, time or two time Royal National Champion. Yeah, yeah. I get yeah. that. I get that. You know, I get that. Um, then another one. Um, ten scale on slicks. Very difficult for Euros. Yeah, pretty much same answer as I had. Uh, but yeah, agreed. Um, eight main hobbies. Um, the biggest hobby shop in the world. Period. Like <laughs> You're being is. very literal today. No, I mean, it is. Um, I literally went to the facility in, on the yeah. East Coast and it's fucking huge. I wish A-Main got back into racing more seriously. I mean, they, I understand they why they don't. They are. They, they are? have a they have a group of guys that are racing. Uh, Drew, like, like beginner guys at this one helicopter guy that's really good in helicopters. His the, these guys are nuts for racing. They were at the North Georgia shootout. They're all running East stuff now, so we got to get them on that nitro train. And um, okay, I was told yeah. that Kendall's actually racing yeah. again too. I think. I think. I think it's kind of because ProTech is their brand, right? ProTech is mm-hmm. quite well in, involved. Okay, yeah, maybe yeah. I maybe I'm just confused. Um, actually, I do have, um, or I think I had one more. Um, yeah, like me, you have them and then you forget them. Yeah, so I had a good one. Uh, what the hell was it? Amen. I forgot it. All right, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. If you guys have any hot race, hot laps, questions for us, shoot me a message, shoot me an email, hit us up in the DM, hit Max, all that stuff. Max, I'm going to play one thing before we leave. Hopefully it doesn't get me demonetized, but I meant to play this in honor of uh, Rupert Pumpernickel's AKJQ turning 40 and him just not shut. He actually was attentive for three hours this week, which was really good. And then he was on his rant when he really perked up. But uh, oh, is- I have a great hot race, hot race question. JQ as a child. Well, I don't have a three word answer for this, but I'm sure this upcoming clip will explain oh. it all. <laughs> Me, 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 me
I've never seen anything like that before. And with any luck, I'll never see anything like it again. No! <laughs> Play it again. Oh, right. That pretty much wraps up JQ as a child. He's still a child. He's 40, but he's actually probably got the brain capacity of a 14-year-old, in my opinion. But that is the Ode, Ode to Beaker. Uh, I meant to play that last week. Happy belated birthday to you, JQ. May you never grow up because you keep us entertained. Max, thank you for your time. It's been a great, great chat with you, great catch up with you. Um, the Beaker, the Beaker was even playing the violin there. You know? I know, you know, I, just like JQ. Yeah. How yeah. much? Actually, 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 how many likes do we need to get to have? jq play a song on the violin on the podcast you know what we need people to do we need to get people to comment that on this go, podcast yeah, go on, on youtube and go facebook on, go on joseph's instagram that too and say and then like uh we need to clip this actually yes we, we do to, we'll clip we it at to, the end we need to clip, we'll clip this it. moment we'll clip so, it we want to get jq to play the violin on yes and we need to have the picture of him in a tuxedo and all that stuff that he had from young that is so embarrassed to show. And he has to play it on this part. I mean, he's too, he plays his own violin and beats his own drum enough. And all he does is me, 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 me. So he, he is definitely like Beaker, but yeah. not, you know, and he's clumsy and he's pr- accident prone and probably everything in that video has happened to JQ at some point. Yeah. Um, so Joseph, we, we're going to, everyone's going to send this clip to Joseph on Instagram, just spam him with this clip, and he will have to play that song you just saw in that video on violin while on the podcast. Okay? There we go. There we go. That'd be good. That'd be good. That'd be good. That'd be good. Max, thank you for your time. Alex, thank you for your time. BJ, thank you for your notes. You guys out there, thank you for all the continued support. One love to everybody. We can't do this without you guys. Um, we're, we're, you know, we're gaining traction. We're getting to races. We're doing all this stuff. Let's get Max to AMS somehow, some way. Uh, hit up some of those GoFunds there and help those people out. Uh, if you guys think of a very cool food challenge, not the Toe of Satan. I will not do that again. Uh, not cinnamon-based either, please. I'm allergic to cinnamon now. Maybe, eh, maybe I'll do cinnamon. Um, I'm looking to do something crazy. It's fun. I want to raise money for somebody that needs it. Uh, hit me up if you have any ideas for that. Don't forget to, uh, if you are a patron of the podcast, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you to all the NNRC squad around. If you wish to be a patron as well, or YouTube, Emma, go in there. It helps us out a little bit. And uh, if you can, use the affiliate links and coupon codes in the written description from these awesome companies that support us. They are Invisible Speed. High Tech RC, Sun Pedal USA, Sidewinder Fuel, Mayako, Hot Race Tires, Beach RC, Clinic RC, Techno RC, Ignite Design RC, Bringing Back Gas Truck, Racecraft USA, House of RC. Uh, shout out to my good buddy, Danny Paz at WRCE, uh, Lance McDonald and all my Florida uh, family, RC family at the Florida RC Championships. Shout out to our racers, our drivers. They are Jared Tebow with JTP, 36 Mood with Robert Badier, David Runnerfalk Racing, and of course, the doctor, Alexander Hagberg. Max, good luck at, the, at, the, at your nationals this weekend. I have a feeling, I, feel, I still feel like Pekka is going to beat you, but I hope for your sake that yeah. you win because everybody, if you don't win, you ain't going to hear the end of it from the people out in the internet world, the algorithm. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of have to win, you know. You do. But I you mean, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna say I, I already have excuses lined up if I don't. So. There we go. You sound like you're pre-JQ and JQ has yeah. an excuse. But a man who doesn't like yeah. excuses says there's no excuses. He has quite a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, good luck to everybody at the World's Warm-Up. Good luck and safe travels to wherever you're traveling or racing to in RC. Remember that RC is awesome. Let's all be RC ambassadors. Let's be proud of what we do. And um, let's show the world what we're doing because RC is freaking awesome. I love it. And RC Racing and the community that is involved in it. I love you guys. Thank you for all the support. Max and Lefty, we know Nitro's the glory. E-Buggy pays the bills. If you ain't riding, you're sliding. Max and Lefty, you got to salute people now, Max. So, you know, your camera didn't die. We're out. Thank you, guys. Thank you.